It's six o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire care home branded inadequate. Search continues for missing Hertfordshire man and Watford set to name new head coach. BBC Three Counties Radio. A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. The report says Coombe Lodge in Wendover failed to meet legal requirements in five areas. More from Simon Watts. The home has been told it's unsafe, provides poor staff training and support and shows little good practice for dementia sufferers. People were put at high risk of falls because of low staffing levels. A high turnover of management and nurses meant care workers were often left in a muddle and there was a failure to prevent further incidents. Eight people were discovered to have been deprived of their liberty without the correct legal processes in place to ensure their rights. The home say senior managers are now taking personal ownership for driving improvements. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford will be stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning. It's exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. More from Lee Agnew. The 58-year-old was last seen on CCTV near the boat centre at Lee Valley Park. It left his van just over the county border in the Essex village of Nasing. Police divers have been searching nearby lakes and rivers, but no trace of Brian has been found. Officers will be stopping drivers outside the old Lido car park this morning to see if they recognise his description. The misconduct hearing of five Thames Valley police officers accused of altering their statements will continue this morning. The hearing's been told that details were deliberately, deliberately removed from the report into the death of Habib Ullah, who died during his arrest in Wickham in 2008. Mr Ullah choked to death on drugs he was trying to swallow. The NHS says a shortage of new blood donors is threatening the future of stocks. The blood Transplant Service says there was a 40% drop in new donors in the year to April compared with a decade ago. People living near an animal lover in St Albans say they don't feel safe after horse boxes containing his animals were set on fire. Geoffrey Parker lives with his wife in the one-bred property in Keswick Close. In the most recent incident, three snakes and several spiders were killed in a fire in the horse box parked on the drive. This neighbour says she can't sleep properly at night. I'd often say because uh, it's always fire there and when we all live in a quiet corner, we don't feel like we, are, we can sleep properly because the fire always occurs during the night. The High Court will today rule on whether long delays to some disability benefit payments have been unlawful. Hundreds of thousands of disabled people have had to wait longer than expected to receive their personal independence payments. In sport, Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of Spaniard Kike Sanchez-Flores as their new head coach today. The former Atletico Madrid and Valencia coach will be Watford's fifth manager-stroke head coach in less than a year. He will replace Slavisa Jokanovic, who's leaving despite leading the club to the Premier League. The weather warm and humid with a mix of heavy thundery downpours and sunny spells. A maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Stetson, 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 Stetson,
Guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday and it's going to be thunderstorms. Good, light thunderstorms. Kelly, it's great to have you back. Thanks, boss. You're welcome. Now, the Care Quality Commission has rated a Buckinghamshire care home inadequate, saying it's unsafe and staff there have been illegally detaining residents. Gosh, dementia patients at Coombe Lodge in Wendover were also at high risk of falls and didn't have enough staff to take care of them. That's according to inspectors. Uh, Catherine has been looking into this. Catherine, what's the background of Coombe Lodge Care Home? Well, this is how Coombe Lodge describes itself. A homely facility skilled in a wide range of nursing solutions for up to 60 residents, including some with a form of dementia like Alzheimer's. Um, They also claim that carers are well equipped by the UK's largest care provider to achieve impressive levels of care while supporting the personal freedoms, dignity and privacy of service users. Uh, But the description is very different to the portrayal in the CQC report, though. Yeah, the report that was carried out found failings in several areas and the inspection described the current service as inadequate. They said...
said that the provider hadn't met the requirements of law in five areas. That was the care and welfare of people who use services, the management of medicines, we've heard that one before, staffing, supporting workers and assessing and monitoring the quality of service provision. Now, the watchdog found that people were put at risk as staffing levels didn't reflect the needs of people living there. I think at the time of the inspection back in May, uh, there were 33 people living in this facility that's supposed to be can hold up to 60, what was it earlier on they said, 66? Yes, it? something like that. So it was only half full. The CQC was worried about the uh, staffing levels there and also the CQC said that they'd actually received a high number of safeguarding alerts before their inspection, so incidents that had already been reported. Nevertheless, they concluded that little had been done to prevent further incidents from happening, despite various managers and senior managers carrying out regular monitoring. Part of the problem, according to the Care Quality Commission, stemmed from a lack of managerial leadership. Um, one staff member told inspectors everything was a muddle. Four managers came and went in the space of a year, while senior management of the home also changed, along with a high turnover of nurses. Perhaps the most alarming of all, the report found that many people living at Coombe Lodge were at high risk of falls due to a lack of being managed properly. Uh, and it's not just the level of care for the patients that have been criticised, is it? Well, the report says that some people living at Coombe Lodge had behaviour that could challenge staff themselves and other people. Uh, but that means put them in, at risk, I guess. But people weren't always protected from these behaviours, leading to a high number of incidents where people have been harmed by others living in the home. Uh, staff, according to the watchdogs, have been unsupported in their roles, while poor training in dementia care led no, to staff working in the way that they thought was best because they didn't know any better. Care staff raised concerns and one relative of a patient told the report that they spoke with a nurse who was visibly upset. Another relative said that the management was awful with no consistency. Staff weren't always knowledgeable about their roles and weren't even able to explain how to work with people around consent and the Mental Capacity Act or the deprivation of liberty safeguards. That was where the, um, the view that some of them were being illegally detained in their rooms came oh from. Even though mental capacity assessments and best interest meetings were done, they weren't followed up, according to the watchdog, even though there was evidence that eight people under their care had been deprived of their liberty without the correct legal processes in place to ensure their rights. What actions are being taken now? Well, since that inspection, uh, senior managers have held six meetings with Buckinghamshire County Council, but the Care Quality Commission noted that there'd been no consistency in representation from the provider, meaning uh, that they didn't... I guess, come to the table, and that neither had been informed promptly of any managerial ta uh, changes. CQC says the constant changes haven't helped them sort out the issues at the service. However, internal audits are being carried out at the home in medication, infection control, care documentation, staff training and recruitment. So pretty sweeping. The home say senior managers are now taking personal ownership for driving improvements. In English, that means they're taking responsibility <laughs> for, for changing stuff. <laughs> and they've also hired what they call an extra experienced staff. Oh, Ooh. A head of dementia care, a new manager oh, to work with the night staff. people who know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well that, done, guys. That's the English translation Great for that. Great work. Um, we've had a statement from the care home. Uh, that it says this we are committed to delivering person-centred care that meets the needs and preferences no. of our residents we're very sorry that care at Coombe Lodge has fallen below the standards that we expect all our homes to provide we're working closely with Buckinghamshire County Council and the CQC and have agreed a collaborative action plan to address no. the areas for improvement you should, you should have done it places. however many years ago you started your dodge pot. Do you you're looking after elderly and um, people who uh, need as much or the vulnerable you take the money and then you don't provide the goods what leaps out of me from that station a uh, statement, all our homes. This is a change. Oh, flip it. Well, my mum's home, I told you this, didn't I? Which has nothing to do with these people at all. Um, they, uh, I'm kind of like seen as the local celebrity there because since um, um, the guy who does BBC Breakfast, Bill uh, Turnbull, Turnbull. started turning them down. 
So th- they kind of get me to open their fates and stuff, and then they just sent me an email last week saying, hey, uh, we've got the fate coming up, and it's the 25th anniversary of the home. Would you consider making, quotes a lovely speech? <laughs> and I, <laughs> I... Hang on, I, this is the care home you've had a little bit of trouble with. Yeah, well, I was going to reply saying, yeah, I, I, I will make a lovely speech, um, saying about how at least one member of your staff is a thief and steals money from uh, disabled women. Do you want me to mention that, do you? Well, do you? We come on in this loop, John B. My grandfather and me. Around Nassau town, we did wrong. Drinking all night. Got into a fight. Well, I feel so broken. I want. Starting the show, are you nuts? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking quiet so far this morning in High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, but that's closed between Stewart Road and Marlow Hill in both directions while that part's resurfaced. In Amersham on Station Road, there's roadworks going on at the rise, which could cause some delays later on. And in Milton Keynes on the A42 on Standing Way, the roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout could cause delays later on, but it's looking fine so far. It's looking very wet, though, looking at the cameras on the motorway, so surface spray could cause visibility problems. And on the trains, the 617 service from Watford Junction,
junction to London Euston is delayed. Samantha Brough, BBC yeah. Three Counties Radio. That's the travel, mate. That is the travel in a nutshell. 6.16, Friday the 5th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford will be stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning, exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of Spaniard Kike Sanchez Flores as their he- new head coach today. And, and well done him. Well done that guy. BBC Three Counties Radio. Huh? You know, we're compiling a list of flaws with the new studio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Kelly yeah. can't see. Kelly can't see over the desk, so I've said I'll bring her a booster in from one of the kids. That'll work, won't it? That would do it, Kelly. You can Um, sit on one of the kids. I could sit on a Stetson. Sorry? Yeah, I could sit on a Stetson. You could sit on a Stetson or Or a doorbell. Yes. Although... Knockers are better. In there? I'm going to get her a booster. The new studio, yes, it's dead swanky, and and we'd like to thank all of the licence fee payers for um, the extra £5 that you've agreed to pay for the new studio facilities. Um, But, yeah, Kelly won't be able to see. That's a bonus from my point of view. Hmm. Ah, Oquado. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross, um, it will be epilepsy. And even law. You still cannot say, judge, you have to stick to this, but the judge's approach now is going to be, well, why shouldn't we? Local advice for local people. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12. Okay, yeah. That's great. Justin. <laughs> uh, morning, boss. There's too much to cram in, mate. There's too much to... He's got his own show. He has. Boss, I've got to tell you something. Yes, and, boss. And this may well shock you. He's on! The, the Beach Boys, Sloop John B. Yes. You love that song, don't you? I do you? love that song, actually, yeah. It's yeah. been turned into a nasty football anthem. Do you know about this? I... I'd heard rumours. Go on. Yep, yep, Go okay. On. So, um, obviously I can't sing it in full, but, but you kind of get is the it, picture is it, from this. Is it racist, sexist or homophobic? Um, it's... Uh... <sighs> Or is no, it all of them? Really. Does it tick all of them? That'd be wonderful. That's <laughs> clever. It's all the boxes. Hey. Typical BBC song. Uh, so, it goes something like this. Here we go. I want to go home. I want to go home. Yeah, yeah. For argument's sake, South ends up bleep. I want to go oh, home. Oh, guys, that's mm. blasphemy. My favourite... I don't, I don't like football. Mm. I do like the football chants. Yeah. <laughs> he's blonde, he's quick, his name's a porno flick. Emmanuel, <laughs> Emmanuel. <laughs> now that... It's genius, isn't it? Oh, there's some great who ones out is the there. Guy, who is the guy that writes the football songs? Well, it's probably just some bloke in the crowd who's uh, got a pie on his lap. Oh, Simple come on, mate. No, 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 no. That's, like, that's got to be like a Bernie Torpin Elton John uh, relationship <laughs> going on there, isn't <laughs> it? nothing like that at all. The Man United it... football songs written by a bloke called Boyle, and for a long time I used hey. to pretend he was a relative. Hey. Then I saw the lyrics. He's not a relative. He's blonde, he's <laughs> quick, his name's a porno flick, Emmanuel, <laughs> Emmanuel. That's genius, isn't it? That, I have to say, if I heard that... Yeah. At a football ground, even if it was the opposition <laughs> singing that song, I would join in. Oh, mate, you'd have to, wouldn't yeah, you? you? Some would. of those footballs. I mean, when I came to the Luton game, mm-hmm. um, to, to uh, uh, the uh, uh, who was it? The Millwall fans singing to um, the Luton fans to the tune of um, um, oh, what's that um, group? 
Middle Let's of the road. Seven. Middle of the road. Where's your mama gone? Where's your Taliban? Where's your Taliban? Now come now that should be arrested for that. Would well they were Racist. arrested. They were loving it. Isn't there one they sing to Brighton? It's like where's your boyfriend? And oh, then the Brighton lot sing back, yeah. he's here too. Oh. <laughs> the thing is for a while, about yes. two years ago, the, the police went in with secret cameras. Yeah. And it, no, seriously, everywhere Brighton went, that oh. they went into uh, the home end and uh, they recorded well, fans. I think that was the point of the charge. <laughs> <laughs> and they recorded people. Yeah. Uh, it was used in a documentary. It was Wigan they used, and they were just naming and shaming people uh. for, for having the banter with the Brighton fans. But how does everyone know the words? Do they get passed around? I on like a sheet of pa- They yeah, go gonna try- a lot. Yeah, t- Terry's written a new one today. Yeah, I'll pass this down the line. Go on, when you pass it, <laughs> we're going to tr- try it in about five minutes, everyone. All right, it's to the tune of Daydream Believer. All right, guys? I always think the person that starts the chant is very brave. Because yeah. what if no one responds? I've seen that happen. Who are you? Who- <laughs> there's, fra- there's a great Frank Sidebottom <laughs> track where it's him at a football stadium uh, trying to start football chants and no one's joining in. And it's him going... Um, Oh, I can't remember. Wembley, Wembley. It's a great big place in London and they call it Wembley. (laughs) (laughs) No one joins in. I've got an idea. You're going home on an organised football coach. (laughs) (laughs) Next season, when the season kicks off, I know you don't like football, okay, but I would so love to do this. Let's go to a random football match. Oh, yeah, beautiful. And you can choose, you can choose. uh, And we can sit in the stands and let's try and start the chanting off and see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll get our heads kicked it. in, mate. We'll get heads kicked in. No, we won't. Get our, get our flipping heads kicked in. I nearly yeah, went for it then. Uh, what, when does the new football season start? Starts in August. It's busy. Ah, uh, yeah. Try me in September. I won't what? be so busy then. Well, it goes on for nine months. Yeah, well, it'll be in my spare time then, will it? Um, See you in a second. Oh.
Stetson, 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 Durbin. Knockers are better. <gasps> Never! It's okay for a little squirrel to die. But we carry the weight, the weight of the world is breaking us down. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This yep. is Ian Lee. BBC oh. Three Counties Radio. They mean the world to me, those clips. The world. Well, let's, fingers crossed, in a couple of weeks, we, we may have them, we may not have them. Oh, there we go, got that out. Now, uh, the neighbours of a St Albans man who set up an animal sanctuary in his garden, gosh, say they don't feel safe after a series of arson attacks. Geoffrey Parker and his uh, wife in the one-bedroom house in Keswick Close have been keeping snakes, spiders, rabbits and guinea pigs in horse boxes outside. Uh... Justin, you've got yeah. more on this rather odd setup. This fella's been in the news, hasn't he? He has, uh, yes. In the, the most recent incident, uh, three snakes and several spiders were killed in a fire. That was in the horse box parks on the drive. He reportedly had 142 rabbits oh dear. and guinea pigs no. in a trailer in his garden, all of which he had to release when someone started a fire in the trailer in 2013. Now, during the past 19 months there, they say they've been six fires in their garden, one of which firefighters said was close to actually spreading to the property. Uh, there have been so many fires that the council installed cameras outside his home on a lamppost, and this neighbour told our reporter Tony Fisher that she can't sleep properly at night. I'd often say because uh, it's always fire there, and then we all live in a quiet corner. We don't feel like we, are, we can sleep properly because the fire always occurs during the night. And the fire is generally horse boxes full of animals, or no? There was, uh, there was so far. There's always like rubbish in front of his of his house, so the fire is always caught in something there. So whatever causes it, but there is a there's there's fires on a regular basis outside his house. Yes, yes, always. Does he still have uh, anim- uh, uh, does he still house animals there now, Just? Oh yeah, wait until you hear this. Um, Neighbours say his animals have moved to a piece of land in Tring, and he goes to see them every day. Mr. Parker currently has around 50 animals, mm. including two iguanas. Sorry, Is- I- iguanas. Yes, what? Two iguanas. Not heard of them. Okay, Isabella Napoleon. Uh, he's got a nine and a half foot iguanas. Bu- yeah, iguana. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a nine and a half foot boa constrictor called Bertha. Okay. Uh, he's also got a pair of chinchillas, Ted and BJ. No, hang on, you've missed one out, mate. Have I? Which one's that then? The the, the Argentinian one. 
Oh, uh, the lizard. Yeah, four cats. No, 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 you've missed, just, you've missed one out. Between birth of the boa constrictor and the chinchillas, there's another one. Read four that cats. one. Shelby, little dolls, panther and sock. Read that one, just. About the old, people want to know about Hercules. People want to know about the rabbits. <laughs> People want to know about the animal from uh, Argentina, the uh, Hercules. Uh, what's that then? What's he got? Black and white Argentine, uh, what, Tigu? Called Hercules. And what were Isabel, Isabel and Napoleon again? Just remind me. Iguanas. Okay. What have the neighbours been saying, Just? Uh, well, one neighbour said that uh, Mr Parker is letting everyone down in the area. We're, we're standing outside his house. It looks a bit scruffy. You knock on the door and there are flies buzzing around. Um, it looks like there's been something that's been burnt out recently there's all his rubbish is strewn out the outside it's not very sightly is it it's been disgusting that's tidy Um, so that's tidy is it tidy it's been disgusting you can see where the fire's taking place here it went up oh yes it's caught you can see where it set fire to the the road the bush so this is a one-bedroom house they're all the same down here it's one bedroom house he lives with his wife uh, yeah, understand with with all these animals. Yeah. Um, can you actually envisage how all these animals fit in this no. house? <laughs> the smell has to be dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. What do, what do, what do all the neighbours think about it? Probably the same as me. It's an absolute disgrace to the grove. You know, it just lets everybody down. No, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be allowed. You're not supposed to have animals. It does sound like um, uh, it. It sounds like his heart is in the right place, mm, Justin. But mm. maybe his um, brain isn't. Yeah. What have the authorities said, mate? Uh, Hearts Police say they are investigating the fires. Uh, we have actually tried to contact Mr. Parker, but he sadly not returned our calls okay. or the note that we posted through his letterbox. I mean, from that we can only presume that he doesn't want to talk to us. But of course, two sides to every single story. It's clearly having a rough time and we'd love to talk to him on the programme. I've got a great one for you to take to the streets just. Well um, you know what today I want it to be really tense because uh, oh, this it's, is tense, it's, buddy. I have to say it's raining, there's a storm coming, you can probably it. hear the, the radio car flickering, I want something tense today There's a, a beach, I think it's in Wales we'll get, we'll get to the travel and the news in a second they have banned smoking on the beach Yeah. Your thoughts please uh, well, I, 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 went... I, I all I want, Justin, I, I just want your opinion. I don't want the opinion of the BBC. <laughs> just want your opinion, OK? OK, by the way, iguanas, um, they don't deserve that title because they're too arrogant. Um, what, 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 what is it, what's it called? Iguana. Well done. OK. Um, <laughs> in terms of smoking on the beach? Yes, mate. I went away a couple of years ago and they banned smoking on the beach and I thought that was utterly outrageous. Oh, no, Justin! What? Well, it says here, bonkers bid for beach ban on smokers. Britain is set to get its first no-smoking beach in a move branded as idiotic. Well, it is idiotic. No, it is not, mate. Yes, it is. Why? Because, well, if you're inside, that's one thing. I get that. But if you're outside, stop treating smokers like criminals. If everyone stopped smoking, this country would be in a terrible state. Fact. Well, fiction. Justin, you're really completely wrong on this. I haven't got time to tear you apart. I will do later. Can you take it to the street? Yeah. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M5 
1.25 it's starting to build up anti-clockwise between junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4 and it's also busy between junction 19 for Watford and 18 for Chorleywood anti-clockwise. In Finchley on the North Circular Road there are queues between the East End Road Tunnel and the A1 at Henley's Corner and in High Wycombe on the A40 that's closed for roadworks at Wendover Way. On the train departure boards the 6.30 train from Watford Junction to London Euston is delayed by 10 minutes. Smell the breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. The report says Coombe Lodge in Wendover failed to meet legal requirements in five areas. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford will be stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning. It's exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And a weather warning has been issued for heavy rain in the three counties with thunderstorms across the region. The Met Office say localised flooding may disrupt transport. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of a new head coach today ahead of the new Premier League season. Former Atletico Madrid and Valencia coach Kike Sanchez-Flores is thought to have signed a two-year deal at Vicarage Road. He will be Watford's fifth manager stroke head coach in less than a year. It means the departure of Slavisa Jokanovic, despite leading the club to promotion after a breakdown in talks over wage demands. The chief executive of the Football Association of Ireland has revealed they were given a payment by FIFA, thought to be around 3.6 million pounds to prevent legal action after a controversial Thierry Henry handball prevented the Republic of Ireland from qualifying for the 2010 World Cup. FIFA have issued a statement saying the payment was intended as a loan which was subsequently written off. More from Richard Conway. In a statement in response to FIFA's statement, the FAI have said that the settlement was reached following strong legal advice given to the association regarding the case. Uh, they say again it was a legitimate payment that enabled them to put 5 million euros into the uh, Aviva Stadium project and they say it's reflected in their financial statements and, and ordered independently. What I think they're trying to get to the point of is that they wanted to avoid long and protracted legalities over this and when offered uh, what FIFA says is a loan and what the FAI say is it was a legitimate payment. They took the money, they accepted the deal and they moved on. Andy Murray faces Novak Djokovic today in the semi-finals of the French Open. In the other semi-final, Joe Wilfred Songa faces Stan Wawrinka. Practice starts this afternoon, our time for Sunday's Canadian Grand Prix. Harvard's Lewis Hamilton leads the championship by 10 points from Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. And in racing, it's the Oaks today at Epsom. The race is due off at 4.30. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at 7.
this one by the way kelly great to have you back mate thanks Pierre. you're welcome bonkers bid for beach ban on smokers deal is completely wrong on this and you'll all agree with me won't you oh wait four five nine four double five five double five britain is set to get its first no smoking beach good in a move branded as idiotic Officials say they're making the drastic step to curb youngsters from taking up smoking on holiday. I don't 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 know about that. that, that, that. The ban is expected to start with one beach in Pembroke, West Wales, next summer and could be extended to others along the National Park coastline. Good! Simon Clark of the pro-smoking group of idiots Forest said it's idiotic and bonkers. There's no evidence of health risk from smoking in the open air. That's not what it's all no. about, it's though, Clarky. It's about litter. Oh, it's nothing worse. Butts in the sand. Yeah, butts in the sand. Yeah, if you want to go to a nudist beach, then you get as many butts in the sand as you want. But I don't want cigarette butts in the sand. Oh, it's disgusting! Because what they do is they smoke it, and then they just bury it in the sand. They think, oh, that will what? And then your little kid comes along with their their bucket and spade, they kneel down, they start making their sandcastle and it ends up... It ends up with a a fag butt as a flagpole. (laughs) On the same... 08459 455 555. You know I'm right on this and Delia's wrong. On the same page, it really is um, uh, the the page that keeps on giving. Yes, let's ignore Heidi Klum doing a a wet T-shirt competition. Ouch. Here's one for you, Kelly. Ouch. Lover breaks his penis having sex. Why is that for me? Huh? Hmm? 
I thought this had happened to you. It's not unusual for lovers to cry out during sex, but Alan Park's howls had little to do with passion. The poor bloke was left in agony after fracturing his penis while romping with girlfriend Calissa Cairns, 22. He was taken to hospital for surgery to repair the damage. Ooh. But got no sympathy from other patients who mocked his affliction. Jealous. And the 25-year-old was off work for two months bed bound. Alan told how he heard a snap while making love to Clarissa. He said, I've never known pain like this. It was all absolutely excruciating. Clarissa was trying to calm me down because I was jumping around. I wouldn't jump around. Jump around. Can I just get say up, something? Get up and get down. Yeah. I'm getting up for a long time. If, yes. if he's broken it, I don't think they were making love. We went to hospital and the doctors there said it was the first time they'd ever seen anything like it. Player. <laughs> they sent us to another one where I was told my penis was fractured. There's no bone in there. Well, not anymore. There was blood everywhere. I couldn't oh, control oh, it. Oh, wow. Stop it. Clarissa said Alan's screams were so loud that neighbours heard them. She added, they said he was squealing like a baby. Oh, good. So they've had the conversation with the neighbours. Like it couldn't get any more embarrassing. After the operation... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. After the operation, Alan's manhood was put in a sling. Yep. Chin sling. No, not a chin sling. <laughs> Which led to taunts from fellow patients that left him fuming. He said, one kept laughing at the pain I was in. Security wouldn't let me out of their sight. I was so angry. I was off work for eight weeks in bed the whole time and you couldn't do anything in bed for that eight weeks. And the... (coughs) And the blood just kept flowing. Oh, no. I had to call an ambulance seven times. Are they still together? No, I think they got uncoupled uh, when they went to the hospital. Oh, I think they're still in a relationship, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Last paragraph. You were right, Catherine. A fracture is actually a rupture of the lining of the tube carrying blood to the erect penis. It usually happens during aggressive or acrobatic sex. Yeah. Acrobatic. Gosh, oh, it's proper. Did, did, did a little. The big top's not so big all of a sudden. The ringmaster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can you- <laughs> You know when you come back to, um, to work after having some time off sick yeah. and you've got to give an explanation for your absence? Yeah. There isn't a box for that, is there? Well, not anymore. <laughs> that was the problem. Chin sling. It wasn't a chin sling. I don't know what you'd call it. Oh, yeah, you'd call it <laughs> sling. <laughs> Catherine, what have you got in the newspapers this week? Well, morning? I mean, nothing quite so colourful as that. We may have grown used to... Work like you don't need the money. I do. I I really do. But I'm working like I don't. That'll teach him. We may have grown used to celebrities appearing in advertising campaigns or even featuring brands in their film or television shows. But some American uh, pop stars are getting paid to product place. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah, this one. Example, rapper Chris Brown. Who's that? The one with Rihanna. Hey, you never guess... Sorry, I saw a poster for... You know the garage, the petrol station you get up the road? There's Uh a poster for Legends of Reggae. Legends of Reggae. Guess who the big name draw was? Big name draw was? No, 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 no. And they're playing with a live band, it says. 
Musical youth? Shakademus and Pliers. Oh! <laughs> Boy, they look old. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yes, who's Chris Brown? Chris Brown is oh, the one... Oh, he's slappy, yeah. slappy, slap, slap. Yeah, yep. 2000 hit Forever contains the lyrics Double your pleasure, double your fun. The lyrics also the slogan of Wrigley's Double Mint Chewing. Oh. oh, maybe he just got it off the advert. No, he wrote the advert. Wrigley revealed that it had commissioned Brown to write a jingle and then paid for a recording session during oh. which he extended it to a full song. Sweet. The when two- I was a kid, um, the, 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 the tune for Wrigley's was... Um, Wrigley's sugar-free gum Get into Wrigley's sugar-free Is that Chris Brown? No Is Chris Brown Younger than you Dr Pepper What's the worst that could happen? Is that Chris Brown? Yeah Is Chris Brown um, Potato waffles waffles. Is that Chris Brown? No, that's Paul Scoynes Okay, right, carry on 2000 song put past the Courvoisier, recorded by another past rapper. Courvoisier, you absolute idiot! Check this out. Oh who gosh, did the, who done that song? You uh, guess. Oh, um, P Diddy. I don't know any other rapper. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhyme. Busta Rhyme. It led to a 10 to 20 percent increase in sales of Courvoisier, the cognac brand. Courvoisier, you flippin' idiots. That's like the drinking sherry. The rapper said he was not paid to write the song, though a deal was thought to have been struck later. Well, um, Sid Owen has released a song called uh, I Love Advocar, so that's uh, that's really going to get it off the shelves, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4, but it's still looking fine on the other motorways. The A1M is all moving okay on the CCTV cameras, but it does look really wet on the road surface, so visibility could be a problem with surface spray. In Borehamwood on the A1 southbound, there are queues from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner at Barnet Lane, and also in Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way. That's looking very busy between the Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. In High Wycombe on the A40 Abbey Way, that's closed for Roadworks at Wendover Way. Samantha Burrough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.45. It's uh, Friday, the 5th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford will be stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning, exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of Spaniard, Spaniard Kike Sanchez Flores as their new head coach today. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini on the webs. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hi, yeah, very good morning to you. It's a, a wonderful morning for us weather geeks because we've got uh, we've got lots of thunderstorms. You've probably already experienced one. Um, we've got a line of thunderstorms going all the way from, say, Norwich, right down through Cambridge, all through the three counties, and then down towards London and the Isle of Wight. And those are going to continue on through much of the morning too. We've got a mess office warning out for some very heavy rain. Uh, there'll be lots of surface water around through this morning's rush hour city. Do take care on the roads. Um, there'll be some lightning strikes and possibly even some hail at times as well. So um, plenty of heavy rain, but the threat of the thunderstorms is going to diminish somewhat as we head into the afternoon. So all that warm, humid, muggy air just pushes its way eastwards. So probably something drier through the afternoon and a bit brighter as well. We'll get some sunny spells and temperatures doing very well. It's going to feel very warm today, up to around 23 or 24 degrees, but some spots could see even perhaps a little bit higher than that. So feeling very warm, lots of sunshine around. And then as we 
head into the evening, it will start to cloud over. That's a very weak cold front coming through, but it won't have any rain on it. It will bring some cooler air, though, so a cooler night to come. Lows of around 8 or 9 degrees. And then into the weekend, it will feel a bit fresher than today, which is good news, I think. Um, temperatures at around 20, 21 degrees Celsius. Dry on Saturday and on Sunday. A little bit breezier on Saturday, uh, but the wind will have eased down by Sunday. There'll be lots of sunshine around on both days. It's looking like a real cracker of a weekend and staying dry too into next week. That's the forecast. Get ready for BBC Music Day across the BBC. Today is the first BBC Music Day. It's a day of celebration, bringing people together through music. You can join in with one of the live performance events, watch and listen on TV and radio, or share your musical stories online. A day of special musical events across the UK and on the BBC. For all the details, search online for BBC Music Day.
show next week. Reverend uh, Peter Talking Monkeys is on the show. That'll be exciting. That'll be exciting. Do you know what else we got? What? A magician. Hey! Oh, is Pete Heat coming in? He's going to blow Justin's mind. <laughs> he will, literally. <laughs> if, if Justin is... Um, his mind cracks at the flyaway Peter, flyaway Paul, having a genuine magician in, and one of the best in the country, Pete Heat, at Pete Heat on Twitter, um, is, is, is uh, Justin's going to be a quivering wreck. You know what's going to happen? Yeah. He'll ask you about the £20 note theory again, yeah. won't he? Yeah. Oh, it's going to if be you fun. can make £20 notes, why are you working? Why don't you just be a millionaire? Let's, let's have an example of, uh, of uh, Justin at his best. Oh, no, hang on. Second. I can't find any Justin clips. Oh, here we go. Daylight gunman, I wanna go home. Yeah. Uh, happy um, new BBC Music Day. That happy BBC Music happy Day. Happy BBC Music Day. Thank you very much. The Hi. BBC really does have too many meetings, and I, uh, for one, am looking forward to uh, celebrating BBC Music Day, and I'm great, grateful for all those meetings. How will you be marking it? Um, I've been told I've got to have a band in the studio with me at the other place. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to having a band with me in the studio at the other place. Should be good. great fun. I'm glad that it's at the other place. What are you going to be doing to celebrate a happy music day to you? Just generally living life. Every day is BBC Music Day for me. Exactly. It's I'm a great be, vibe. I'm going to be walking in rhythm all day. It's a great, <laughs> great vibe. What you got in the papers? Oh, it's very rude papers today. Have you seen it? Very rude. Go on, what have you got? Well, I haven't got a rude one. Oh. Maybe I missed it, right? Yeah. I just noticed that, you know, sometimes the papers um, pick bits out of stories for their own aim and their own ends. In the Daily Mail, there's a shortage of bloodstocks because we're all having tattoos and we're all scumbags. Yeah. In the Daily Express, it's because there are too many immigrants. The number of new blood donors has fallen by 40% in 10 years, with mass migration adding to the decline, it was revealed. Yeah. Worried health chiefs were warned that the number of new donors needed to rise by 70% to maintain supplies at a safe level. Donations are critical, blah, blah, blah. Experts said one reason for the decline was cultural, with new migrants arriving in Britain often not in the habit of giving blood. No, well, Hang on, what do they actually say? Well, hang on, why would that mean that the, that resources were um, going down? Yeah, well, it's, it's this. One source explained there are a lot of misconceptions in certain communities, which communities, uh, spokesman at the NHS Blood and Transplants uh, Services, uh, said people from black, Asian and minority ethnic communities. But why does that mean that blood supplies are going down? That, that would just mean that blood supplies are staying at the same level. Wouldn't it? Also, I thought we were being overwhelmed by Poles and Romanians. They're not in that uh, figure, so why on earth are we blaming the black here, and giving ethnic us their minorities? Blood. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to give blood if you're a gay man engaging in, in activity. Weren't they going to change that? No, I don't think they did. I don't, I don't think they did. Um, sex act at Radio 2 concert oh, yeah. in Hyde Park. No, I was just trying to wake my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Middle-aged pop fan on trial at the Old Bailey for outraging public decency. It was the antithesis of the Anything Goes drug fueled rock concerts attended by millions of rebellious teens every year. Anything goes drug-fueled rock concerts, Daily Mail. Thousands of families and middle-aged couples had gathered in Hyde Park with their picnics to enjoy a day of music in the sun, courtesy of the BBC's Middle of the Road Radio 2. You're welcome. The acts, which included Jeff Lindsay Hello, Chrissy Hind, Blondie and Billy Ocean, were certainly not controversial, although I bet Billy Ocean's lived. <laughs> Billy Ocean's lived, isn't he? But something is said to have gone on in the crowd that was nothing short of outrageous. An Old Bailey jury was yesterday told how fans were left shocked when they spotted a middle-aged events manager performing <laughs> a sex act on her partner in full view of onlookers. She was managing an event. As the trial got underway, the court was shown video footage of the alleged incident in which, the dis in which disgusted musical festival fans could be heard groaning with disapproval. <gasps> 
Some could be heard shouting... Never! And... Ugh! While others offered a clear chorus of kick her, kick her. What? The footage was taken by an appalled festival fan who'd spotted Lizanne Beck's head bobbing up and down. Oh. Miss out that next bit. Her partner, Simon Murphy, laid out on the grass. Prosecutors say this was a sex act. But the couple insists... The couple insists it was nothing of the kind, with Beck saying she'd simply been shaking her partner in an attempt to wake him after he'd fallen asleep. <gasps> shaking him with... Wake up! Stop it. <laughs> wake up! Come on! Wake up! Well, I, I, you know, it's so easy to fall asleep, isn't it, in, in, in those events? Yeah. Um, well, Sometimes you have to wake people up quite hard. Thank you, Catherine. What else have you got? <laughs> ah, complain. Do you know what? Complain, I don't no, care about. No, but, you know, sometimes, you, you know... There's only another two and a half months left of this nonsense, guys. They're very deeply asleep, is what I'm saying. Don't complain about me. Right, um Complain about me. I'm not bothered anymore. Oh, don't say that. I'm not bothered anymore. Right, here we go. Yes. Right, there are ways of getting around pain things, um, and this guy's found a rather radical way of getting out of uh, pain to change his name on a Ryanair ticket. Oh, yeah. A student yeah, yeah. changed his name by deed poll to go on holiday because it cost less than fixing a Ryanair booking error. Mm. Adam Armstrong, 19, would have been forced to pay £220 to the airline, double the price of his flight to correct a mistake by his girlfriend's stepfather, that guy, who mistakenly entered his surname as West. Oh, you plum! By contrast, changing his name by deed poll to West was free, and obtaining a new passport under the name cost £103. So he did the maths. It's not free to change your name by deed poll. Maybe West was going free that day. Maybe maybe because it's got bad connotations. Which surnames would you not want? Well, you would not want West. Or Shipman. No, exactly. So maybe you get you get a discount on those. I changed my name. Ian Lee wasn't the name I was born with. Well, it's part of it. Uh, and uh, it's the most uh, empowering thing you can do. I went online, typed in what my name was, typed in what I wanted it to be, paid £36, voila, I've got a new name. Sweet as a nut. Is that what your new name was? Yes, yeah, sweet as a nut. Kept Catch that for it. a week and then I changed it to Ian Lee. I thought that would be a little bit more appropriate. Yeah. Thanks, Catherine. No, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Um, I've forgotten that girl's name. Good Kelly, good to have you back. Great to have me back, back, Kelly. Good to have you back. Thank you so much. Oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's starting to get a little busier between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. On the A1, it's busy southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Mill Hill Circus and in Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way. That's busy from the apex corner towards the Broadway. In Bishop Stortford on the A120, there's some temporary traffic lights there at the M between the M11 Junction 8 for the Birchanger Services and Stansted Road. So that could cause some delays. And looking at the train departure boards, there's no major delays there showing up at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties. Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire care home branded inadequate. Police step up search for Hertfordshire man and Watford set to confirm new head coach. BBC Three Counties Radio. A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. The report says Coombe Lodge in Wendover failed to meet legal requirements in five areas. More from Simon Watts. The home has been told it's unsafe, provides poor staff training and support and shows little good practice for dementia sufferers. People were put at high risk of falls because of low staffing levels. A high turnover of management and nurses meant care workers were often left in a muddle and there was a failure to prevent further incidents. Eight people were discovered to have been deprived of their liberty without the correct legal processes in place to ensure their rights. The home say senior managers are now taking personal ownership for driving improvements. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford will be stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning. It's exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. Here's Lee Agnew. The 58-year-old was last seen on CCTV near the boat centre at Lee Valley Park. It left his van just over the county border in the Essex village of Nasing. Police divers have been searching nearby lakes and rivers, but no trace of Brian has been found. Officers will be stopping drivers outside the old Lido car park this morning to see if they recognise his description. The misconduct hearing of five Thames Valley police officers accused of altering their statements will continue this morning. The hearing's been told that details were deliberately removed from the report into the death of Habib Ullah, who died during his arrest in Wickham in 2008. Mr Ullah choked to death on drugs he was trying to swallow. The NHS says a shortage of new blood donors is threatening the future of stocks. The blood and Transplant Service says there was a 40% drop in new donors in the year to April compared with a decade ago. People living near an animal lover in St Albans say they don't feel safe after horse boxes containing his animals were set on fire. Geoffrey Parker lives with his wife in the one-bed property in Keswick Close. In the most recent incident, three snakes and several spiders were killed in a fire in the horse box parked on the drive. This neighbour says she can't sleep properly at night. I'd often say because uh, it's always fire there and when we all live in a quiet corner, we don't feel like we, are, we can sleep properly because the fire always occurs during the night. The High Court will today rule on whether long delays to some disability benefit payments have been unlawful. Hundreds of thousands of disabled people have had to wait longer than expected to receive their personal independence payments. In sport, Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of the Spaniard Kike Sanchez-Flores as their new head coach today. The former Atletico Madrid and Valencia coach will be Watford's fifth manager-stroke head coach in less than a year. He will replace Slavisa Jokanovic, who's leaving despite leading the club to the Premier League. The weather, a weather warning has been issued for heavy rain in the three counties, with thunderstorms across the region this morning. The Met Office say localised flooding may disrupt transport. There's a maximum temperature of 25 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. So, um... We're talking about care homes, uh, animal rescue people, but are they? But yet next to your house, and um, come on, it's Friday. It's supposed to be fun. I've already had a massive falling out with Justin Dealey about this. There's a beach that's going to ban smoking. Well, duh, it's obvious to me. Of course, that's a great idea. Dealey, on the other hand. 
I mean, he thinks it's outrageous. More shaming of smokers. No, 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 no. It's not a shaming of smokers. It's a celebration of, well, cleanliness on the beach. You know it makes sense, don't you? 08 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Finally, have we got any taxes? Let's have a look. Let's uh, have a look. 81333, start your text 3CR. Now, Helen and Milton Keynes are saying she can only get Classic FM in Heart Radio. So I'm wondering whether you're listening on... If what? she's trying to listen online, which she can't hear me now, so there's no point saying it, but we're still having problems with the... Uh, well, I was told that the online feed yesterday was a uh, was being treated as a matter of great urgency and would be, would be sorted out. By this time next week. Um, well, I don't know what's going on, so if anyone else okay, has got a clue... If you're listening to us online and you can't hear us, could you let us know, please? Thank you. <laughs> or it might be the transmitter, because Tony on the canal says, do you know where the three counties transmitter is? So I'm wondering, someone's obviously concerned about the uh, the power of our signal. Uh, do you know what? It don't matter. Well... Uh, don't, you know, we know it don't matter. Anything else? Any, anything interesting? Anything interesting? No. OK, well, then we'll leave it at that. Thanks very much oh, indeed. Well, yes, oh, I have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kate from Milton Keynes talking about care, and we're going to talk about this story in a bit more detail in a second. Uh, I'm a care worker, says Kate. Uh, the thing is, 12 hours, which is too long a shift, not enough staff. You can get anyone to do the job, but it takes a handful of people to do it right. We're not all the same, says Kate Milton Keynes. No, but... Uh, no, oh, no, no, no. But the dodge pots um, are, uh, bring, bring you all into disrepute, unfortunately. That's the thing. Uh, we're talking about this because care watchdogs have branded a Buckinghamshire care home inadequate and unsafe for residents. The Care Quality Commission found dementia patients at Coombe Lodge in Wendover were at high risk of falls and that staff were poorly trained and supported. Inspectors were also concerned that ignorance of the law meant that some residents were being kept in their rooms illegally. Well, Kirsty Bourne's father died following neglect at the Manton Heights home in Bedford. Since then, she's been campaigning to improve standards in elderly care. Are we ever going to get it right, Kirsty? Oh, Ian, I'm so sorry to be talking to you again. I know! Because um, I'm, I'm, it means that we've had yet another tragic story, doesn't it? But I fear it's not going to go away, is it? I don't see how it can go away unless, um, you know, we're all prepared to pay more for our care and the government are prepared to throw billions into it. The, the staff that are going to be employed, yes, there are some excellent, excellent staff, as our last texter pointed out, but there are also some dodgepots that, that aren't that bothered or aren't that yeah, good. Yeah, but I, I, I do... It does slightly worry me that we always point the finger at the staff yeah, go themselves. On. Because as your, your last texter said, Kate, there are, I have come across many fantastic... Yep care workers and you know ian would you want to do that job no, it's no, such no, a hard no, no. job no. and that, what do they get paid um and and yeah you can't take it away it is all about money but it's the people who run the companies and who run um these care working agencies we should be pointing at the finger at not the carers themselves no you, do you know what you're right you're but you're you're, you're right actually kirsty uh, there are some dodgy carers but you're right it's it's the companies who are um running it at maximum profit and it the, the word is. care and, has yeah. been forgotten hasn't it it is. In fact, the case in point, the case you're talking about today, Coombe Lodge, um, it's, it's run by one of the largest care providers in this company. They have about 450 homes. The company that runs them is a, is a private equity company. They're not in this out of the goodness of their heart. They're in this to make money. But it, I mean, I don't want to get too technical about it, because by complete coincidence, there was a report in the International Business Times yesterday about this very company, Four Seasons. 
And it said the company is so loaded with debt that basically all the profit they make goes into repaying the debt rather than into the care. And who suffers? The patients. Because what's the last resort, what's the last thing you want to do is close a home. Mm. And they know that. You're, for those who don't remember, Kirsty, just give us a brief reminder of what happened to your dad, because it, um, it was pretty appalling, wasn't it? Yes. He, I, um, my father was in a lovely, lovely um, care home nearly in Ampthill, but he had dementia and was um, falling a lot more and needed to move into a nursing home. I moved him into Manton Heights, um, owned by Rank Care in Bedford. Again, very similar to the case you're talking about today, Coombe Lodge. Mm. Purpose-built, new, shiny, big rooms, en suites. And I suppose I was just seduced by this. He moved in there. And I only discovered, um, once he died, that um, from the time he'd moved in, they hadn't been giving him his correct medication for Parkinson's. Unbelievable. And that was a mix-up in with the handover, wasn't it? Someone well, didn't say the right thing. It, it wasn't a, a mix-up. His notes were were given to the care home, they just didn't transcribe his prescriptions properly. You know, so when they put in the first prescription for his drugs, they just missed them off. Um, now, you can say, oh, well, human error, but, you know, almost basically well, human error. Yeah. But nobody took responsibility for it, Ian. I've still never ha- had a response from Rank Care. And, you know, I see Lodge is very similar. If you look at their website online or their brief uh, their their brochure it's all glossy and shiny oh, of course it's they make about, it look like beautiful oh, retirement homes oh, and these are wonderful yeah, and your family will be looked after and loved it'll be like you're looking after them yourself yeah, of course yeah. they all do those bro- with that yeah. with the brochures don't they yeah yeah but in the end as i say it all comes down to the staff again as as the as the cqc pointed out there weren't enough staff and i know there's a national shortage of nurses and so often these care homes have to resort to expensive agency staff, which, you know, costs them more money. And also, again, the report talked about the, um, the huge turnover in staffing levels and the lack of management. Again, I keep coming back to it. You know, you've got to start with the people at the top. What would you suggest, Kirsty? you know, someone who's experienced it firsthand, what would you suggest needs to be done? Oh, God, it, it is the million-dollar question, you know? The CQC that is meant to, you know, overlook and overhaul these care companies, obviously it needs more power. It's a bit of a toothless tiger, really, at the moment. The most important thing, it needs to act quicker. The inspection at Coom Lodge took place last August. There had already been hmm. a high number of complaints, or we're not allowed to call them that, safeguarding alerts. <laughs> you know, yeah. last August. I mean, why does it take so long? How many people have suffered in that time? They need to act quicker, um, and, then I'm so, and then it is about money. But again, as I said, the ultimate sanction of closing a home down has to be a last resort, because who suffers? Well, then you displace all the residents. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Kirsty, um, t- saying it's always nice talking to you is it, it, it sounds yeah, slightly know. misleading, but, uh, yeah. you know, I appreciate your time. And maybe, hey, maybe we'll talk about a fun thing one day. That would be nice. Or, or we'll <laughs> never have to talk again. Wouldn't that be good? That would be even better. But... Kirsty, enjoy <laughs> your weekend. Thank you very much. Thank That's you. Kirsty Thank... Bourne, who, uh, you know, has, has witnessed it firsthand. I was saying earlier on, the home that my mum is at said, oh, it's the 25th anniversary. Would you like to come and give a, quote, lovely speech about the care home? And I'm thinking, I ain't going to do that because my mum had 90 quid nicked from her from one of your staff and nobody's been prosecuted or lost their job. And then they were talking about maybe putting CCTV in and then decided not to. They, they, I think they've gone for the CCTV. Uh, yeah, I think they've gone for the CCTV. Uh, and then I had a message from someone who works at the care home. We'll be working closely with my mum. And um, I, 
can't understand a word she's saying because oh. of her thick accent. And I'm thinking, I can't understand what she's saying. What is my mum, whose hearing isn't the best and whose mental faculties aren't as sharp as they once were, what's she going to make of what this... I couldn't work out this woman say she wants me to phone her for, for something about physio. You want to do a what? I, I don't know. I don't know. Simple, basic things you could do to improve things, but... Um, 08459 455 555. So it's going to be lightning today. Mm. It's already raining. Is that raining outside? Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. The hottest day of the year is expected today, but don't head to a beach. There's a catch. While temperatures are set to soar, forecasters say the heat wave will trigger torrential thunderstorms and lightning. Beautiful. Brilliant. Love it. Wow. So I decided to plump for a uh, summer dress today. Yeah, well, you're, 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 you're plum is the right um, part of the word plumped. Yeah. Because it's going to be uh, wet. What's wrong, Kelly? You look sad. I don't like lightning or thunder. Why's that, mate? I just don't like it, mate. Well, you're a plum, mate, because it's nice. Yeah, but I don't like it's it. It's God's way of saying we've screwed up the world. No, I don't like it. Thunder is God moving his furniture. No, it's not. And lightning is him taking pictures with his Kodak Polaroid. It's just oh, well, when you put it like that, yeah. it's just weather, guys. As a result, the Met Office has issued a severe weather warning. In so, yeah, but this, a severe weather warning for us. You know, it's not like tsunami or anything, no. is it? It's just no. going to be wet. You don't have to go and stand underneath your door frames and stuff. It's warned of the risk of surface level flooding, disruption to transport, as well as frequent, frequent lightning. No. Yes, mate. Oh. So, what uh, time? That doesn't give a specific time. Mm. Today and tomorrow if and maybe Sunday. If it's thunder and lightning, I won't go upstairs in my house. What? Why not? Closer. You are. My mum's been struck by lightning. She's still going. No, she's not been struck she by. She has. She was not struck she by has. lightning. She had a brolly up. It went right down the. Hand no, of the it brolly. did. And you could and you and you, you could see, see a skeleton. skeleton. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that. I imagine that. You, but she, she didn't get struck. No, she didn't. Her arm all swelled up. Were you there? Yeah. No. Right. No, you weren't. But I saw her arm. Right. So she told you that she, she got she, struck by lightning. Yeah. Well, she lied to you, mate. Not only ever happens to golfers and idiots under trees. Explain her swelling then. She'd um, been having an affair. What? Yeah, exactly, Kelly. She'd been having an affair. With what? Hot <laughs> eye? With the arm wrestling? With that fella we spoke about earlier on. <laughs> oh. And um, her arm had swollen as a direct result. And the best, she was thinking on her feet. God, how do I explain the swelling? How do I explain... There's lightning! Was there even lightning the day she was Yeah, out? there was. Yeah, or was yeah, she yeah. doing the scoins going sledging on Christmas <laughs> when there weren't no snow? It happened, guys. I saw it. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. It would be, um, well, it, um, it, I was going to say it would be cool to be struck by lightning. You can get a really cool scars from it. Do you still get special powers now? My mum has, yeah. What powers has she got? She's going to come down here and kick your ass. Hey, unbelievable. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's slow southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And it's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. In Brickettwood at the North Orbital Road, that's busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Biddenham on Bramham Road, there's roadworks going on between the A428 and Paula Radcliffe Way, so that could get busy later on. But it's not looking too bad at the moment. On the train departure boards, the 727 service from Milton Keynes Central north to Manchester is cancelled. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 
7.15, it's Friday the 5th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford will be stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning, exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of Spaniard Kike Sanchez-Flores as their new head coach today. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday, you know, there's a Friday vibe going on, man. Everyone's a little bit laid back, you know, enjoying the Friday vibe. That's what's happening, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. And if I you mean... listen on AM, apparently you can hear the lightning. Well, there isn't any lightning. Yeah. Well, exactly. Where's Scoynes? Come in. He's just on his way. Yeah. Kate from MK's been back on. Oh, yeah. She says, uh, also, on a 12-hour shift, you get 15 minutes for morning break, then 30 minutes for oh, lunch, goodness. and then if I'm lucky, I get 15 minutes in the evening. Staff should treat their clients like they're a member of the family. That's yeah, and you lot should get paid a lot more money. Definitely. That the good ones should. Uh, well, the, the pay, you pay more money, it'll attract the good ones. Mm. It'll attract the good ones. That's the thing. It's a false economy to pay them not very much money at all. Now, a Thames Valley police officer used excessive force during an incident in High Wycombe in which a man died. That's according to lawyers at a misconduct hearing. Habib Ullah died in 2008 during a stop and search for drugs. All five officers involved denied the charges. Well, our reporter, Paul Scoynes, was at the hearing. Paul, remind us what happened back in 2008, please. Uh, well, Ian, it was in July of that year that a car carrying Habib Ullah was pulled over in a routine stop and search. And during that search, um, alleged force was used to try and remove... Uh, a packet of uh, drugs containing crack cocaine from his um, uh, from his mouth, and uh, and the officers saw him turn. They appeared to swallow. Uh, he appeared to swallow something, and he, and a backslap was applied by um, Detective Sergeant Jason Lyles, who's the most senior officer in the case, and it was deemed that that was excessive. Um, but also after that, after Habibullah had died, um, the officers then changed their statements and left out significant evidence to the investigating uh, body, the IPCC. And they were accused yesterday of effectively dishonestly covering up their actions uh, and misleading the panel, really. So, yeah, it's alleged that the officers covered up details in their statements. How do, how do we know that? Well, I, I, I'm confused as to how, you know, people would know that they had lied. 
What's the evidence? Well, they had some draft statements which were written in the immediate aftermath of the death, and uh, they were um, then different to the IPCC ones. And the reasons that they know that is that they kept hold of the originals, and um, as they were supposed to. Um, but they say that they changed their statements and the advice of a lawyer. And these weren't just small minor changes here and there, or we've got the registration number of the car wrong. These were major changes. In fact, the lawyer putting the case uh, to the uh, officers said that they were breathtaking, and they ranged from everything uh, from the identification of the vehicle, the route in which they, they drove down when they were following him, uh, to sort of significant details like removing um, the term with some force uh, from the statement regarding the, the initial backslap by DS Lyles and um, the also they removed you know, a description that Mr Uller lurched forward with the force of that slap they also removed um, details like his eyes were rolling back and that a witness had said stop it you're strangling him so mm. significant details were missed out mm. and the five officers who include DC Richard Baisley, PC Christopher Pomery PC Howard Wynn, PC Katie Granger, those four are all accused uh, of of changing their statements and leaving out major evidence. They do deny this. It's, it's, it's such an interesting case because from both sides of the story, because Mr Uller, of course, did put crack in his mouth. He swallowed the crack, didn't he? Uh, well, he was attempting to, absolutely. Right. That was the, um, that was the, the, the allegation. The and police officers um, deny the charges, Paul. The Will police... we hear from them? Uh, absolutely. Well, we think so. We don't, we're not sure yet. They don't have to give evidence, of course. We haven't heard them. The case is expected to go on for another 10 days or so. Um, the first witness yesterday was from the Independent Police Commission, uh, Complaints Commission. We've heard also from the Police Federation. Of course, they provided the lawyer who the officers are saying uh, instructed them to change their statement. Now, we heard um, from uh, the uh, prosecutor... He's not prosecuting... The, the officer, the barrister, sorry, putting the case against the officers that the uh, uh, the lawyer said that they had really only rubber-stamped the fact that the officers had changed their statements already. So there is some sort of discrepancy there. But, you know, this is a gross misconduct hearing, so it is punishable by uh, dismissal, instant dismissal. But just to put that into context, of the 23 misconduct hearings that Thames Valley Police have had in the last year or so, only one person has been dismissed, and that was for an officer who uh, had an inappropriate relationship with a victim of domestic violence. I was going to say, Paul, what, what, that up. in this situation, what's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that can happen for them is that they lose their jobs right. in, immediately. Um, uh, that is the that is the maximum punishment. They could also receive written warnings. They could also uh, be... I, I think they could also potentially be demoted as well, but I, I, I need to check that. But effectively, yeah. uh, that, is the, that is the limit of those things. They could lose their jobs. They do deny the charges, I should of say. Of course, uh, Paul, and it's always good to um, uh, uh, flag that up. Just stay there one second. I'm going to break from that to something a little bit lighter in a second, and I want your voice, but I've got to press this button... <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So many stories, Scoines, I could bring you into. Mm. We could talk about the fat cat. We could talk about the McCorgy. We could talk about the snapped penis. Instead, I'd like to mm. talk to you about homeopathy. Oh, that level of bunkum. <laughs> That's exactly... 
That's exactly what I was hoping for. These, um, the Prince Charles letters, the, uh, the, uh, um, the, they've been a real disappointment, I think. There's been all this hoo-ha of The Guardian for years saying we want to uh, release fine. these letters and you're not allowed to release these letters and then the letters got released and the whole country went, oh, right, is that it? The latest one that's been released is that Charles lobbied ministers uh, to spend NHS cash on homeopathy. Now, listen, I genuinely and uh, generally think that homeopathy, uh, the Chinese medicines, all of this stuff, it's a load of old guff. And I just wanted to get your vibe, Scoins. I heard you doing a cracking report on the street the other day, so I know that you, 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 you've you got um, your finger on the pulse, at least I hope it's a pulse. Uh, your vibe about homeopathy, Scoins? Well, it's basically water, isn't it? Thanks very much for calling. Speak to you later. Thanks. There we go. New BBC technology, which uh, allows a great um, uh, delay. Always Just great makes fun. him think like he's more thoughtful than he really is. <laughs> we had this course the other day. We had these um, uh, gentlemen selling us the benefits of the new um, the new technology, which that was an example of, and which you'll be hearing more of. And they went, it's brilliant, it's great, the quality is great, and it's just there's just nothing bad about it. I said, yeah, is that the, is that the, the, the system with the delay? Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes, there is a, a, a delay, but that shouldn't affect things. Apart from spontaneous conversations, well, yes, ap- yes. Apart from that, and is that the one that you always hear breaking down on Radio 4? Well, yes, <laughs> apart from when you hear it breaking down on Radio 4 and the um, massive delay that, that stops spontaneous conversations, apart from that, it's a whole lot better. Sounds like a Monty Python sketch. Those guys, those guys. Homeopathy, I mean, really. And I'm always slightly reluctant to um, diss homeopathy because the, home- uh, the people into the homeopathy, homosexuals, <laughs> they're the same as vapists in that they are... Nuts. Oh, they swear by it. They're in complete denial. So they don't just swear by it, they swear at me. <laughs> if you try and um, say, you know homeopathy, it's like a load of old guff, um, they go nuts. Oh, but hang on a minute. When I had my baby, I took Arnica tablets and after a while the bruising went down. Yeah, the bruising would have gone down anyway. Yeah. Prince Charles made an impassioned plea for ministers to give greater funding to homeopathy on the NHS private letters reveal. He lamented the waves of invective. I don't know what that means. He'd suffered from the medical and scientific establishment for his support of the uh, controversial alternative therapy, but he said he would persist in his efforts because I cannot bear people suffering unnecessarily when a complimentary approach would make a real difference. Turns out to do a, a Prince Charles voice, you just do your poo voice. <laughs> the letters published yesterday following a protracted series of court hearings provided more evidence of Charles's attempting to... Uh, the, the letters, A, the letters are b b boring aren't they? We thought it was all going to be salacious stuff, but there's nothing in it. Where does he find the time anyway? I mean, in between milking the cows and making cookies? Hey, listen, come on now. We call her Camilla, all right? <laughs> Uh, but also, uh, 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 he claimed that there was an anti-homeopathy campaign. No, it's called it's science. Called, it's called common sense. Science is real. And you'll get loads of people... Uh, you'll get... <laughs> well, um, uh, my dad um, actually had a really inf- uh, bad back and he went to all kinds of treatment and he was there for years and years and years. Then he went and saw a homeopath and it cleared up in six months. Do you know what, though? I don't mind people saying that, you know, OK, if they went and had someone stick pins in them and it made them better, OK, if that's what you want to do, fair enough. But you get some of these people who, who claim that their um, sugar pills have cured cancer. That's when it gets dangerous. Well, yeah, you're not... A, a, this is where it gets messy, because you're not allowed. There's a law, there's a weird law, and I don't get this law. 
I don't know. Is it a law of the land or is it a law of broadcasting? I guess it's a law of the land that says you're not allowed to come on the radio and say, oh, yeah, such and such treatment that isn't chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, needles cured my cancer or homeopathy cured my cancer or, you know, chanting backwards while stood on one leg cured my cancer. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to make that claim. Yeah, I know, it's weird, though, because some people, you know, they believe that nonsense. All right, that's fair enough. Do you know what? I I guess if you're in a situation where you're having the, you know, the medical treatment and you want to give yourself... You know, a better chance that you might reach for that. Yeah, it's bobbins, isn't it? Really. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Come on, guys. But the worst, the worst of those plums is are is are the ones that go. Well, um, it can't be a placebo because um, it cured my dog's gout. And the dog wouldn't know it was, take, it was a placebo. It wouldn't know it was taken, and yet it had gout, and now it's not got gout. You've got a dog that's got gout. What do I want to listen to you for? Gout comes and goes anyway. Gout comes it? and goes for crying out loud. It killed my dog's pile. I couldn't care less. No, it didn't. What it is, what the what Arnica is, I don't, well, I don't know what Arnica is specifically, but the tablet is, uh, it watered down to 0.001% of the actual thing. Well, that's not thick, isn't it? No, no, bunkum. But they feel like they're doing something. I know what. Homeopaths um, versus vapists. Now, that's a fight I'd like to see. 08459 Five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's a lane blocked anti-clockwise by a breakdown between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, which is causing queues on the approach. And also on the M1 southbound, that's looking very busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. On the A4... A4280 Bromham Road in Biddenham. That eastbound is looking a little bit busier now through the roadworks between the Branston Way and Paula Radcliffe Way. No major delays showing up for the train departure boards at the moment, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. So, so far, we've dissed homeopaths, we've dissed vapists, and, um, um... They're banning smoking on a beach. Ban smoking on all beaches. Come on, guys. There can't be one person listening who thinks that smoking on a beach is acceptable. It's disgusting. Dealey's taking it to the streets. I suspect we might have a little Barney before 8 o'clock. 08459 455 555. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Of your calls and texts after a bit of this. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. The report says Coombe Lodge in Wendover failed to meet legal requirements in five areas. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford are stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning. It's exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And a weather warning has been issued for heavy rain in the three counties, with thunderstorms across the region this morning. The Met Office say localised flooding may disrupt transport. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of a new head coach today ahead of the new Premier League season. Former Atletico Madrid and Valencia coach Kike Sanchez-Flores is thought to have signed a two-year deal at Vicarage Road. He will be Watford's fifth manager-stroke head coach in less than a year. It means the departure of Slavisa Jokanovic, despite leading the club to promotion after a breakdown in talks over wage demands. Andy Murray faces Novak Djokovic today in the semi-finals of the French Open, bidding to become the first Briton to reach the men's final in Paris since Bunny Austin in 1937. Here's Russell Fuller. If beating Rafa Nadal at Roland Garros used to be the toughest challenge in tennis, it's now beating Novak Djokovic anywhere. Since his son Stefan was born last October, Djokovic has won the Australian Open, the World Tour Finals and all five Masters events he's contested. Murray has promised to take control of his side of the net and to remain mentally strong, as he was unable to do for long enough in January's Australian Open final. It may help that none of the seven defeats Djokovic has dished out to him since Wimbledon 2013 have come on clay. Murray is playing exceptionally well and may convince himself that he has nothing to lose. In the other semi-final, Joe Wilfred Songer faces Stan Wawrinka. Practice starts this afternoon, our time for Sunday's Canadian Grand Prix. Harvard's Lewis Hamilton leads the championship by 10 points from Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. In racing, it's the Oaks today at Epsom. The race is due off at 4.30. Harvard's golfer Callum Shinquin is too shots off the lead at the Masters event in Malmo in Sweden and in Speedway Rye House are in Premier League action away to Somerset this evening BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin is at 8 Good morning, sir. <laughs> hey, boss. Yes, mate. Um, thank you again for the uh, Macca tickets the other week. Had a great night, didn't we? Absolute pleasure. Wonderful. I uh, appreciated your generosity. Thank you. Got a phone call yesterday. Oh. Uh, would you like to come and see, and let me return the favour, would you like to come and see Sister Sledge with me? Sorry, you're talking to me? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Billy Ocean? Um, uh, Billy? Um, Backstage with Billy? No. In, in Billy's room? No. Why? Why would I want to go and see Billy Ocean? 
So what, what the go, when, the go, when the going gets tough guy? <laughs> yeah, him, yeah, legend. Um, the biggest selling black British soul artist ever. Billy, Billy Ocean's not British. Well, he kind of is because he lived here for quite no, some time. He claimed as British. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Billy Ocean, yeah, put that banana skin away, Betts. Mm. Billy Ocean's not British. Well, well no, hang, hang on, on, hang on. Why would he have sung about a Caribbean queen? Yeah, I know, but I believe, I believe years ago, oh. when he moved here very, very young, he's now classed as British. Oh, Check that right. one out. So now he's doing well with nabbing him. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, one of those. He's, no, that's like um, Zola Bud all over again. <laughs> he's not British. No, who else is playing? Uh, Shalimar. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Come on. You really don't know me at all, do you? It's very kind, Justin. I thought you liked good music. I do. Um, it's OK, I'll take Coffer. It's fine. Please, please do, mate. That would be wonderful. I mean, oh, if, if, okay. that's, if that's what you intend to do, then, then I wish you the very best of luck. But, right. um, really, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say thank you. Yeah, well, um, say thank you in a horrible way. That's, um... I love Big Bob. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. OK, fair enough. Do you know what would make us say thank you with great gusto? Mm. Breakfast. No breakfast today, guys. Not after that. Oh. And I, oh, I forgot to tell you that oh, yeah. um, there, there may well be a special guest at that event as well. Shame that Coffer's coming now. Could potentially be Ringo Starr. But, uh, yeah, Coffer, we're going to go together and we're going to hang. Go why would, why now, would Nick? Ringo Starr be, uh, be at Shalimar? Because he loves a bit of Shalimar. <laughs> OK, listen, I, I know why you're doing this, mate. You're doing this to wind me up because <laughs> you, 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 your head's all over the place today. What? Page 23 of the Daily Mirror. No, it's not ouch, lover breaks his penis having sex. <laughs> he got, um, uh, it, they put his what's it in a sling. Is that, it would be like, a, the way I envisage that is like one of those mankinis. Yeah. How would you sling a what's it? Anyway. Know. Attraction? Has it got like a rope from the ceiling? I'd kiss it better. Anyway. I can understand how it happens. Britain is set to get its first no-smoking beach in a move branded as, well, sensible and wonderful by me, idiotic by others. Officials say they're making the drastic step to curb youngsters from taking up smoking in holiday, on holiday. I don't, I don't buy that excuse. Uh, the ban is expected in uh, West Wales and could end up all across the country. Simon Clark of the pro-smoking group Forest said it's idiotic and bonkers. Mm. No, it's not, mate. It makes absolutely perfect sense. And you, you agree with this chum, don't you? This uh, plum. Well, I, I, plum think, well you, I think the words you used earlier on were that uh, yeah. you were going to tear me apart because I think this is utter nonsense. So, uh, come on then, boss, let's have it. Why? Why should people not be smoking on the beach on their holiday? Why? Why did you emphasise the word holiday, Justin? Because when you go to a beach, nine times out of ten, you're going to be on your holiday. Well, so why include the word holiday in the sentence? OK. The Thank way you. you said it as well made it sound like holiday. What am I going to pack? I'm going to pack my bikini, rubber ring, <laughs> bags that I don't normally smoke when I'm not on holiday. I'll tell you why, Justin, mate. Yeah, come on. Because um, the beach uh, is the uh, gateway to nature's door. Right. Right. So the beach meets the sea. You've lost me already. I, I know, mate, because I'm being a little bit philosophical. Yeah, yeah. Surf and turf. The beach meets the sea. <laughs> it's it's us returning to whence we came. We're all creatures of the sea initially, Justin. You know that, don't you? Evolution, yeah. right? So we crawled out of the sea onto the beach and we gave ourselves a shake and then we all moved to Milton Keynes, right? That's yeah. I think, is pretty much how it works. It's a great argument, yeah. Thank you very much indeed. It's nature's gift to us, the sea. Nature's gift to us, all right? Right. And we spoil it by having a Marlboro, <laughs> a Benson and Hedges, and then and then. All right, listen. The smoking thing is not is not so bad. Do you yeah. know what? What do you do as a smoker on the beach? 
what do I do as a smoker on the beach? I have my cigarettes, and what I do, I then put my cigarette butts into a nice little pot and no. then put them in the bin at the end no, of the day. No, you don't, Thank Justin. you very much. Yes, Justin, I do. you don't. I do. You don't. I've got evidence to suggest that. Show me the evidence you've got of you doing that. Well, the people I've been away with would tell you that. Anybody I've been away with would tell you that, that I don't litter the beach as a good, Why don't you do decent... it here, then, outside the building? I don't. I put them in the uh, oh, the stub. I asked people this morning who saw me on the street. I was smoking. I put my cigarette on the floor to stub it out. Then I put it in the bin. Most bins these days have got an area on the top of the bin where you put your cigarette butts. Simple. I don't want to call you a liar. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it silently in my head. Okay. What you do on the beach, like all smokers do, yeah, having a little puff. Why? Hey, girl, I fancy getting a Cornetto. Let me just finish this, and I'll go over and get some Cornettos. Ooh, last puff, last drag. Oh, I haven't got anything to put it in. I'm just going to rub it into the sand, push it down with my finger, yeah. cover it with the sand. OK, OK. So, the, so Britain's beaches are covered... With fag butts. So this has got nothing to do with health at no, all. The, no. This idea is no. to stop children from smoking. If they see people no. smoke, no, no that, that's the idea. No. But, you, but your idea, no. okay, your idea no. about people littering the no, beach. You're wrong, Justin. Very, very simple. No, you're no. wrong. Okay. That's part of their idea. Mm-hmm. We want young people, says Councillor Hugh George, to think that smoking isn't the norm. Yeah. There's also the problem of cigarette stubs littering beaches and being washed out to sea, endangering fish and seabirds. The main issue. The no, main, no, no. It is the main issue. The no. main issue is to stop people smoking. No. So, so it's not normalised. That's no. their main argument no, here. No, no, it's not. It is. Well, Justin, I've just read you the rest of their argument. So well, I've got another article in front of me. This, well, the same story and their main main argument is, in that particular no. part of the world, a lot of people smoke, and they try not to no, normalise it. What you're doing, I see mm. what you're doing, mm. and, and well done for doing it. Brave attempt. <laughs> Brave attempt. Yeah. You're trying to turn the argument onto your your your, uh, your own little agenda. Okay. okay. About how it's, you know, making pariahs of cigarette smokers and stuff like that. No, my argument is, as is the argument of the local council... Mm-hmm. It's it's awful. I don't want to walk... The number of times my boys have been digging up the beach and then they've got fag butts in their buckets. Okay. This comes up in in the street report coming up here, but I'll mention it as we're talking about it now as well. Okay, this could be a cash cow. If councils are that bothered, so hang on, it's got nothing to do with the health impacts here. BBC commentary and Warwickshire. No, if if the councils are that bothered about it, what they can do, they can put two or three people on the beach, and if you do litter the beach with your cigarettes, find them, and it won't happen again. Hang on, how's the cash cow of employing three people to police a beach? This isn't Nazi Germany. No, but you're telling me Pembrokeshire. You're telling me it's a major issue and smokers they're out there they're littering the beach as well let's stop it and at the same time by stopping smoking on the beach by stopping smoking on the beach you're right justin i'm glad you agree with me (laughs) you've taken this to the streets (laughs) yep i have taken it to the streets Um, it's a really bizarre one this um should smoking on beaches in this country be banned here's what happens taking it to the streets with j-dog you're a smoker What's your thoughts on, on the idea of banning smoking on beaches? Well, if you're on holiday, I mean, it's a bit of a joke, isn't it? You know, what's the point in, like, going on holiday? Not many times you can't do things. So you're smoking right now. You're a smoker like me. Um, be honest, do you think smoking should be banned on beaches? No, not really, no. Uh, well, it's out in the open air, isn't it? So I think if you can go in the open air, you can smoke, and people have got the option of sort of not standing next to you um, if they don't smoke. Do you think smoking on beaches should be banned? Oh, it would have been nice for me. 
I don't like smoking at all. It is not good for health. So you think it should be banned? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, it should be banned. Sir, smoking on beaches, can you understand why some people are calling for it to be banned? I guess, you know, the cigarette stubs that you get littering the beaches and kids playing there and so on. So I guess that's the reason. It's actually to do with children not seeing people smoking. If they're not seeing people smoking, they might not be tempted to take up the habit. That's why they're talking about banning it on beaches. Come on, how silly is that? Oh, well, now you'll see it everywhere else, wouldn't you? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And to go back to to your point about cigarette butts on the beach, which I get, if councils want to make more money, here's an idea, why not send two people out and if they do do that, find them? Simple as that. It's a cash cow, isn't it? Seems a good idea. Wow, why am I working in radio, not in government? Thanks for your time. (laughs) Pleasure. Madam, you're a non-smoker. Should smoking on the beach in this country be banned? Nope, I think it's fine. It's up to the person, really, what they want to do to their lungs. So, so you could be sitting there on a beach and somebody's smoking next to you, and honestly, it doesn't bother you? Nah, tell him to move if he's too close. I'm asthmatic, I don't want to die. <laughs> well, if you're an asthmatic, surely you'd want everyone to stop smoking, wouldn't you? Not really. Does it affect me as long as you don't do it in, the, in my vicinity? I don't want everyone to stop smoking, just at all. Mm, 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 at all, mm. not at all. But on the beach, no, come on, guys. You ever had a, a fag butt between your uh, toes? <sighs> I have. It's horrible. Come yeah. on, guys. Come on, we're better than that. Let's tr- let's let's uh, treat nature with a bit of respect. Yeah, I'm not saying don't this, treat it with respect. I'm not saying, saying this, that. You're saying dissing Mother Nature. No, no, you're I'm you're not, dissing Mother Nature. I'm not saying that. You're dissing her, mate. Come on, seriously. How many people, how many people listening, and I couldn't find any this morning, who have been on the beach yeah. and have been so wound up by a smoker who's near to them. No, I'm but sorry, but I couldn't find those people. Well, no, but you're, you're, no, but that's not the point of the argument. And what you're doing is you're focusing on one point of the argument when you should pull back and look at the whole picture. Mm. How long does it take uh, for um, uh, a cigarette butt to um, uh, break down? I have no idea. It's about 500 years. So uh, the beaches are covered on with those cigarette butts. As I say, to go back to my point, stop it. Find them. It wouldn't happen. Well, enjoy no. the beach. You can enjoy your cigarettes at the hey, same time. Here's one you can take to the streets, Justin. Come on, come Prince on. Charles has been banging on about homeopathy. Mm-hmm. It's this nonsense, isn't it? Can we agree on that? Well, I think so. Yeah, OK, take that. Can, can we find somebody who buys into that, that, uh, that, that rubbish? Oh, there'll be a lot of people. I know, and it upsets me. Why? Well, Jill, Jill, who's a regular emailer to the show, says, if it weren't for natural homeopathy, a lot of medicines would not exist today. Mm. Aspirin, bark, analgesia... Your aspirin comes from trees. Yeah, I know, foxglove heart treatment. Many modern medicines have plant extracts in them. And if it were not for homeopathy or herbal medicine, difference we would not have modern medicines as we know it today. It's completely different. Homeopathy. Yeah, I, I, yeah of course, a lot of modern medicines come from plant extracts and stuff like that. Well, duh. Uh, but homeopathy is those plant extracts um, filtered down to like 0.001% of their strength. That don't work. You know me, I'm big on psychology. Really? So if somebody is taking something... Did you which... say he's big on psychology? Yeah, no. I didn't know yeah. that about him. No. So, so, so if, yes. somebody, if somebody is taking something yeah. and in their mind that's working, yeah. if it's working for them... Good luck to you. Yeah, exactly. But it's rubbish. Yeah, it could, yeah. The majority of people will agree that it is rubbish, but if you're taking something and it's working for you and in your mind it's working, it's making you feel better, well, you know, good luck to you. Good morning, sir. Ta-ta! Cheers, boss!
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 there are queues anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. That's because the lane's been closed by a car that's broken down. And on the M40 out of London from the Swakeley's roundabout towards the M25 there are long queues. It's looking very busy there on the speed sensors. Also looking at the speed sensors in and out of Aylesbury on the A41. That's looking really slow from Aylesbury Road in both directions to the town centre. And on the train departure boards, the 746 service from Welling Garden City to Moorgate is delayed. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tim has said something that um, I, I thought exactly the same thing. Quoting the gentleman from that Vox, what's the point of going on holiday if you get told not to do stuff? Tim says, well, what else does he do on holiday? Murder? Assault? I was thinking exactly the same thing, Tim. What's the point of going on holiday if you get told not to do stuff? Blimey. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. 08459 A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford will be stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning, exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of Spaniard Kike Sanchez-Flores as their new head coach today. Here's the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've got plenty of heavy rain across the three counties at the moment. Um, I can't see anything too thundery at the uh, at the moment, but that's not to say that we won't get something um, a little bit more dramatic over the next couple of hours or so. Certainly the risk of some more thunderstorms and some more heavy downpours. We've got a metaphysical warning out for that heavy rain. There will be a lot of surface water, of course, on the roads for this morning's rush hour, so do take care out there. But it will turn into a drier and a brighter afternoon. It's still feeling pretty warm, humid, really quite a muggy feel to things today and we're looking at temperatures all the way up to around 24 or even 25 Celsius. Some places might even see a little bit higher than that. Uh, there'll be some brightness around by the by the time we get to the afternoon and probably even a little bit of sunshine as well before things turn a bit cloudier again into the evening. That's a very weak cold front coming through. It won't have any rain on it but it will have some cloud and it will bring behind it some fresher air for tonight so it's going to feel a bit cooler tonight. Loads of around 8 or 9 degrees Celsius. And then as we head into the weekend, well, it'll feel cooler and fresher than today. Temperatures at around 20, 21 degrees Celsius, both on Saturday and on Sunday. Saturday, probably a little bit breezier and there'll probably be a bit in the way of clouds through the afternoon. But again, lots of sunshine, particularly through the morning. And again, Sunday, lighter winds, plenty of sunshine once more. It'll feel very pleasant in that sunshine. And uh, we're looking at temperatures up to 21 Celsius. Staying dry too into next week. That's the forecast. Thank you, Elizabeth. Ian says, I robbed a bank in Spain last year. It was okay, though. I was on holiday. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. Oh, guys. 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a whole uh, will they, won't they? Uh, will they, will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? May and Hammond. Will they, won't they? Will they, won't they? Who cares? 
Go. Just let him go. Who cares about him? I watched a really old Top Gear the other day and it was good and I've forgotten how daft it got in the latter years and how they were kind I've of hurtling towards this. I've never seen a Top Gear. It doesn't interest me in the slightest. No, they used to be funny. Uh, I tell you what, though, this picture of Hammond and May, I tell you what they need to um, have done to them. They need to have their haircuts. Hair For goodness sakes, they're in their 50s, aren't they? Look at the state of them. They look... Rid- look at, I mean, I don't even know what, what, um, what May is. I don't know what May is. I mean, what's his background? What, where, where, what, Isn't it music? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Hang on, let me check. Because he's, he's there. He's wearing... I mean, he's got to be 55. He's wearing, um, a, like, a flowery shirt, and he's got long hair. And you think, for goodness sakes, man, grow up, get a haircut. I mean, not grow up, actually, grow up's a bit of an insult, but get a haircut, you look stupid. And then there's Hammond, who's probably 52, and he's got um, ripped jeans, he's got a, a poncy shirt on, he's got, like, bead, bead necklace on. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. In the 1990s. And he's got long, he's got long hair, and you think, guys, what on earth are you doing? Right. I didn't. Th- oh, I got it wrong. James May has always been a car journalist, but he's also a wine critic. This wine's rubbish. There you go. Yeah, Anyone can do it. Exactly. I mean, what? What? I don't understand what the, the shelves Top Gear footage from the last series will be screened within weeks after Richard Hammond and James May secretly recorded the links without an audience. Oh. Um, I thought they said they weren't going to do it without their mate. Well, yeah, exactly. They've been offered, like, double the money. But is anyone going to watch it with them? Because he was the star attraction and, and, and they were his um, his bees, weren't they? Mm. Well... Is anyone going to watch it without without Clarkson? And all of the names that are getting mentioned for it, like, um, Will Young wants to Paul do Sue it. Paul Sue Perkins oh, got a right hammering for it, didn't she? Well, exactly. She wasn't even up for it. Yeah. Um, uh, Will Young. Uh, <laughs> this is the problem. I love the BBC, as you know. This is the problem with the BBC, though, is they uh, don't realise that Clarkson's gone. No one's going to be interested in it. They were interested in Clarkson. The show was Clarkson. Yeah, the show was Clarkson. It, it's the Top Gear brand. No, it's not. It was the Clarkson brand, and he's gone. So, which is great, uh, you know, because he acted like a complete idiot. But you might as well just scrap Top Gear because it's not. No. <laughs> no. Uh, the location film shot before the fracas will be a final opportunity for viewers to see all three presenters on the BBC Two motoring show. The sequences were due to be shown in the final three episodes of the series, which were pulled while Clarkson incident was being investigated. Um, one source said that working without the studio audience felt surreal. They added, clearly Clarkson's absence was referenced, but he was not there, not even as a cardboard cutout. The films will be the last chance fans have to see him on Top Gear for a long time, unless they watch Dave, where it's on all the time. He's still going to get loads of money whenever they mention Top Gear, isn't he? It remains to be seen whether Hammond 40... Remember when Richard Hammond nearly died? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember that? That was crazy. That was like eight years, nine years ago. I was at LBC, so about nine, ten years ago. It, was, no, it wasn't he was... that long ago. When, how long ago was it? Seven or eight. <laughs> Wait, come on! And then all, all that happened after the accident was that he liked celery. Was that the only that thing? That was the only thing that changed. We, you know, we were all hoping he was going to wake up speaking Chinese or something. Um, uh, it remains to be seen whether Hammond 45 and May 52 will sign up for a new version of the show. BBC bosses offered to double their salaries to £1 million. You talk about a per waste what? per man. No, but year, episode? That's irrelevant. Oh, gosh, it's... Andy Willman, the show's executive producer and long-term pal of Clarkson's, has since resigned. I mean... Uh, but he's got it. He should have hung on. He might have got more money. <laughs> it's just... You should do it, Ian. Yeah. Okay. No, who wants to hilarious. do No, who wants to be the next person along? No. It won't work without For him. For that money? No. I'll do it. Well, you know, hang on a minute, Kath. 
how much are you offering, Kels? How much am I offering you to do it? Yeah. Well, I don't have much. You mentioned so. a million pounds, mate. Yeah, you mm. did actually. Yeah, but that's not from my money, is it? Well, am I doing it for you or not? Do am, I do, am I doing it for you now? Doing it, <laughs> doing it for the public. Doing it. All right. Well. Do you want to text? Yeah, go on, let's have some texts. OK, Phil says, uh, Ian, you need to give smokers a break. They have enough to contend with with being forced to consider or considerate to do others whilst Sorry? doing something that's more likely going to end their lives horribly. Hang on, considerate to do others? Consi oh, hang on. With being forced to be considerate to others whilst doing something that's more likely to going to end their lives horribly. If they'd been through what our family endured last year through the loss of a dear family member through a smoking-related illness, they would stop now. Just say Mate. no, Justin. Hang on. Oh, hang on a minute. He okay, right. he's, he's on my sarking. side. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, then, yeah, you're right. Thank you very much indeed. Dave's got a novel way of getting around the beach ban. Oh, yeah. Dave says if you want to smoke and they ban smoking on the beach, paddle in the sea, you're now not on the beach. Well, you'd have to swim out to international waters. How far is it before the water becomes international waters? Uh. 100 feet? Yeah. Why not? Also, you get your fags wet. Simon the Ghost Hunter says, how about banning alcohol on beaches as broken cans and bottles in the sand will do more damage, says Simon. Here's the thing. When you go... Listen, guys, we all know when we go for a little swim-swim in the CC... Uh, it's got wee-wee in it. It's got wee-wee in it. Sometimes it's got poo-poo in it. But that's... I apologised to the Greek authorities for that. Where do you hide your valuables? Because we all oh, pretend yeah. we haven't got... We all pretend we haven't got valuables on the beach. Of course we've got a phone and a wallet and probably a Walkman as well. Mm -hmm. Not that I've got kids I don't take the Walkman and also what with it being in the 21st century. <laughs> but we've all... We, We've all got watches and, and phones and we've got our wallets. So where do you where do you hide yours? I always volunteer to be the bag watcher because I'm lazy on holiday. The bag and I lady. I don't really like the beach. I assumed you were the bag lady. I hate the beach. Kels, where do you hide your valuables? In my trainer. Player. No one's going to steal a no. tiny little kid's trainer. Has anyone still got one of those coin purses that were supposed to be waterproof and you could dangle around your neck, the sort of tube ones? Oh, yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, mine goes in my trainer. And I bury it a little bit and then put, like, a towel or something in I put it. it in the trainer, put a sock in there. So it just looks like it's a, tr a fat yeah. trainer with a sock in. I don't wear <laughs> trainers on the beach. I always wear flip-flops and I always hate it because you can't walk on a beach in flip-flops. Oh, no. Well, the sand gets flipped up your back. Why how do you does, wear them, then? How does that sand get so hot? That sand gets hot. Sunny. I hate the beach. Oh, I love it. No, I hate the beach. She's right. The beach is um, messy. Is, is, is rubbish. No. So, uh, Hitler, there was a story last week about the, the Hitler ice cream. 08459 455. Yeah, that was in India. They use him a lot, don't they? Well, they India um, loves Hitler. They even use his image. It's not like, oh, they don't know what the name means. Yeah, they do, and they use his image. Bosch, Rajesh. So, there's a clothes shop called Hitler. The I in Hitler is dotted with a swastika. What? This is in India. <laughs> Boss Rajesh Shah says he's never heard of the despot, but agreed to ditch the name in Ahmedabad after the outcry. But doesn't the swastika mean something different in India? Yeah, the, well, no, but the, it, 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 so it has to be reversed, and Hitler reversed it. Um, this is the, this is you know the actual thing. Hitler Didi, local dialects for Auntie Hitler. Pokes fun at older relatives. This is a TV show. Hit There's a restaurant called Hitler's Cross, I bet he is. <laughs> the O is made up of the swastika um, in Mumbai. And um, there's uh, even a book called Mein Kampf by Adolf. Oh, no, it's his book. That's that's for uh, Little Hitler is the headline. It's... It, <clears throat> this is tough to read. They've done a pun and it's a tough one to read, so just bear with me. It's Cone and the Barbarian. It's Cone and the Barb. It's Cone and the Barbarian, as a lad licks Adolf Hitler. It's an ice cream named after Adolf Hitler. 
That's weird. The chilling Nazi tribute in India is just one example of the country's twisted adoration of the monster. Chilling. They actually use that. Yeah. Shops, bars, restaurants, a TV, soap and a movie bear his name. His Mein Kampf manifesto is a bestseller as seen as a manual for business chiefs, while kids chuckle at an Adolf Hitler comic. <laughs> Trend has sparked global fury. Oh, no, come on. The Trend has sparked global fury. Fury, fury. should be. But locals' obsession with Hitler is because many think he was pro-India, as the swastika comes from a Hindu symbol. Uh, many are ignorant of his evil. Um... <laughs> Right-wing politician Bal Thackeray said he could carry a nation. What magic! <laughs> oh dearie me! Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, a car's broken down anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, which has all, all the lanes have reopened, but it's still causing some very slow queues. On the M40 out of London, there are delays from the Swakeley's roundabout towards the M25 on the speed sensors. And in Tame on Aylesbury Road, it's looking very busy between Tame Road and the... Aylesbury Road. On the speed sensors in Luton, it's looking very busy on Stockingston Road as well, from Hitchin Road towards New Bedford Road. And on the train departure boards, there are no problems showing up at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. So homeopathy, smoking on beaches, and you, well, you know the rules, guys. Anything else you fancy talking about? 08459 455555 and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire care home branded inadequate. Police step up search for Hertfordshire man and Watford set to confirm new head coach. BBC Three Counties Radio. A care home in Buckinghamshire has been branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. The report says Coombe Lodge in Wendover failed to meet legal requirements in five areas. Kirsty Bourne campaigns to improve standards after her father died following neglect at a care home in Bedford. The CQC that is meant to overhaul these care companies obviously it needs more power. It's a bit of a toothless tiger, really, at the moment. But most importantly, it needs to act quicker. The inspection at Akum Lodge took place last August. There had already been a high number of complaints last August. I mean, why does it take so long? How many people have suffered in that time? Police searching for a missing man from Hartford are stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning. It's exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. More from Lee Agnew. The 58-year-old was last seen on CCTV near the boat centre at Lee Valley Park. It left his van just over the county border in the Essex village of Nasing. Police divers have been searching nearby lakes and rivers, but no trace of Brian has been found. Officers will be stopping drivers outside the old Lido car park this morning to see if they recognise his description. The misconduct hearing of five Thames Valley police officers accused of altering their statements will continue this morning. The hearing's been told that details were deliberately removed from the report into the death of Habib Ullah, who died during his arrest in Wickham in 2008. Mr Ullah choked to death on drugs he was trying to swallow. NHS officials say a shortage of new donors is threatening the future of blood stocks. The body 
company which runs blood services say the numbers are down by 40%. A number of families have been forced to leave their homes in Luton after fire safety inspectors deemed them unsafe. They were living in converted flats on the third floor of a commercial building. More from Ben Nye. Around 20 to 30 people had been living in the building in Midland Road, which is also used by a children's nursery and a car sales business. But inspectors found that the building violated fire safety laws, saying the flats were in parts of a building which were unsuitably protected from fire. A prohibition order has now been served on the landlord, which prevents anyone from staying in the premises. The High Court will today rule on whether long delays to some disability benefit payments have been unlawful. Hundreds of thousands of disabled people have had to wait longer than expected to receive their personal independence payments. In sport, Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of Spaniard Kike Sanchez-Flores as their new head coach today. The former Atletico Madrid and Valencia coach will be Watford's fifth manager straight head coach in less than a year. He will replace Slavisa Jokanovic, who's leaving despite leading the club to the Premier League. The weather, a weather warning has been issued for heavy rain in the three counties with thunderstorms across the region this morning. The Met Office say localised flooding may disrupt transport. There's a maximum temperature today of 25 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Come on, guys, you know it makes sense. Let's ban smoking on uh, beaches. Well done, Pembrokeshire. They're going to do it. There's uproar from those plums at Forest. <laughs> My right to smoke on... Mate, if it's that important to you, go and smoke somewhere else. For goodness sakes. This could, can we not keep our beaches free of smoke and plums what do it also Prince Charles has been banging on about homeopathy, it doesn't work does it, it doesn't work it's all in the mind oh and you know the rules guys you can give us a call about anything you want it's not one of those shows where we, we stick strictly to the, the stuff that we want to talk about, you can talk about anything you can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Buckinghamshire Care Home has been told it's unsafe, provides poor staff training and support and shows little good practice for people with, di- with dementia. Well, the Care Quality Commission report found that people living at Coombe Lodge in Wendover were at high risk of falling and managers failed to address concerns of the authorities. Trevor Boyd is the Strategic Director of Communities, Health and Adult Social Care at Buckinghamshire County Council. Joins me now. Morning, Trevor. Good morning, Ian. Uh, An incredibly concerning report, isn't it? Indeed it is, yeah. How is it that private uh, care homes where people pay massive amounts of money for their care are providing such a terrible service? Well, Ian, um, although although absolutely this is not acceptable, I have to say this is not atypical, so... um, we, we've worked with Coombe Lodge's particular care home for some months now because the concerns uh, have, in, have needed us to work closely with the regulator, the Care Quality Commission, and our NHS colleagues to try and help Four Seasons Healthcare, the, um, the owner of the home, to try and improve the quality. So um, 
although we have seen from time to time some slight improvements and they brought in additional staff and additional management, it's not been sustained. And so the, the, uh, the report from the CQC is no surprise. It's not going to make uh, the relatives of, of uh, people who've got uh, loved ones in their feeling any better, is it? That's absolutely right. Although we have been working with the relatives over the last few months, and and some of the you know some of the relatives have been really concerned about not wanting their their loved ones to move. Now, obviously, for, from our point of view, safeguarding the residents is and always will be our primary concern. So, so what have you? What exactly have you done then, Trevor? Well, we've worked closely, I say, with the CQC, with our NHS colleagues, and with the provider. Uh, to, to look at how we can improve. The way we've done that is my staff have been at Coombe Lodge almost daily over the last few months, providing training, doing quality checks, seven days a week. Any concerns, we've, we've, talked, we've fed back to the Care Quality Commission. My senior managers have been meeting with, with the managers of the home on a weekly basis, and, and at, that, at those meetings, we've been discussing the individual residents and whether or not the support they're getting is, is sufficient and safe and so on. But it's and not improved have, over the months that you've been, you've been working in cooperation well, with them? Well, we have, we have seen some improvements, as I say, from time to time, but it's not been sustained. And we have actually, with the agreement of the, the relatives, we have actually moved some people. So originally there were about 30 people at the home. There are currently 19 there. How many of those are being funded? Because there'll be a mixture, won't it, if I've got this right, of private residents who are paying their own way and people that uh, uh, can't afford that, so they're being uh, supported for by the council. That's right, and some, and some will be funded by the NHS as how, well. How many are being funded by, by Bucks County Council? I can't tell you exactly how many are funded by Bucks County Council, Ian, but um, we do have several there. Yeah, we, there are several people there. And you're happy paying, um, you know, I don't know what, what it is. It'll be between five and £1,000 a week. I don't know. You're, you're happy paying that money to this company who aren't providing the service that they're promising? Well, you've got to, we've got to remember that, um, that the relatives have a say in this as well. And we, as I say, we're, we've been working closely with the relatives and with the home and with the Care Quality Commission to make sure that actually the minimum safeguards are there for people. And where they're not and where those people's needs can't be met there, then we've helped uh, support the relatives and the home to move people to a more... Uh, to another home. It provides, uh, it's unsafe, provides poor yeah. staff training, training and support and support, it shows little good practice for people with dementia. How much per week do, 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 does the average resident have to pay or is the council paying for the average resident? Well, our, our rates for nursing care, EMI, are about six or seven hundred. OK. Yeah, around that, around that, let's, uh, let, let's assume you've got ten residents in there that you're paying for. That's seven grand a week. Very rough back of a yeah. fag packet maths. Yeah. You're happy to pay this company £7,000 a week for, for care that they're not providing. Why don't you just stop paying them until they, uh, they up their game? Well, we, we've been working with them to up their game. But it's not worked. You've, got to, well, you've been doing it for have, months and it's not worked. We, we have seen some improvements, Ian. But you said it's been inconsistent. Remember, Ian, what you've got to remember is the Care Quality Commission, the regulator, have a number of enforcement actions they can take. Now, we work really closely with them. They could, if things were really bad enough, they could... Uh, go for urgent cancellation. They have not done that. Why are you paying them seven grand a week? And that's, a, you know, a rough maths, Trevor. You, why have you got to wait for the CQC? You know well, it's not. not good enough. No, we haven't waited for the CQC. Why don't you say to this company, which is a massive company, it's not a one-man band, it's a massive company, why don't you say, do you know what? We, we're not going to pay you the seven grand a week until you up your game. We have had those conversations. I've met with the, uh, the nominated... So why haven't you done it? We have moved people. No, but why, have you, why, are you still pay, why are you still giving money to people that aren't providing the service they're promising? Because the people who are there who we're still paying for, we, we've deemed are not at sufficient risk at the moment... Sufficient risk? Force ...to uh, force them to move. So, no, 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 it's not, I'm not talking about moving them, Trevor. 
I'm saying, why are you giving money to a company that isn't providing the service? What does sufficient risk mean? Well, Ian, what we this could take us a little while to talk about all the various I've got all morning. The risk. I've got all but morning. Me, I'm here till nine. Let me, let me tell you, Ian. The, the, the reason why we, we can't just move people... I'm not at, saying... At, Trevor, I'm not saying move people. OK, OK, well, if I can't move them, then we have to we have to fund their care. Why? But they're not getting the care that they're being promised. So, so, so why what, have you got to pay? So as a responsible authority, what we need to do is sit down with the provider, which we do on a weekly basis, talk about the individuals. If, it, if they can't meet those individuals' needs, we move them. And we have to get the relatives... So you're happy that... Well. that you, I don't know why you keep talking about moving. That's not what I'm talking about at all. Well, but you're happy need... that all of the residents that you are paying for, that are your responsibility, uh, that they are they are uh, in a safe and caring environment. You're happy about happy. that. No, no, I'm not happy. Right, so, so what are the faults as so you see them? So what we're currently doing is we are actually... Um, Working with the, the the home and the relatives, we've sent letters out to to the staff and the residents and staff, and we've got meetings with the relatives. Oh no, Trevor, Trevor, week. Trevor! Listen, I'm getting angry now. Okay. Uh, well, you, you've sent out letters and you've got meetings. Uh, well, that doesn't mean anything. What are you practically doing to make sure the residents? Uh, the, and, I'm, and this is just the ones that you're specifically responsible for. The private ones, we'll talk about them later on. What are you actually doing apart from sending out letters and having meetings? What are you doing to make sure? that uh, this care home, which has been labelled unsafe, provides poor staff training and support and shows little good practice for people with dementia, uh, has been um, uh, imprisoning people in their rooms and the residents are uh, at danger of falling. What are you practically doing to make those people safe? We are working with the Care Quality Commission and the home and the staff in the home. No. What That's are what you doing? No, you asked me a question. But what are you doing, Trevor? You what does that mean, working with them? What are you practically doing? We're in there, we're in there every day, offering training. We're, we're, we're making sure we see the, the residents on an almost daily basis. We've got people going in seven days a week, Ian. But, what, but Trevor, you've not told me what you're doing. What are you, what are you doing when you're in there for seven days a week? To try and make sure that... To try and make sure that the... Um, Excuse me a moment. To try and make sure that the the, the 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 care that those individuals are getting meets the minimum threshold. Does it meet the minimum threshold? If it didn't meet the minimum threshold, we would have, the, the home would be closed. Okay, so, it, so it, it's been it's been labelled inadequate. So it, it just it are you saying it just meets the minimum threshold? It's not acceptable. Right. Okay. It's not, right. Acceptable. It's not acceptable. But you're paying them about seven grand a week, and I still don't understand. You're going in there seven days a week, which is great. What do you do? What would a typical day of you, Trevor, being in that care home involved to improve the care for the the, the residents? Well, we've got to, we look at things like the medication, how the medication is distributed to them, and make sure that that's safe and all the rest of it. We've got a whole load of things that we do when we go in. But Ian, what you've got to remember is. We have to work with the residents and, and their families, and some of those families don't want their residents to change their care. So we've got to determine ourselves what's, what's the minimum that's acceptable, and we've moved about 11 people already. We're in the process of looking at whether other people need to move as well. well I would suggest the report that suggests it's unsafe, yep. provides poor staff training and shows good, little good practice for people with dementia and illegally locks people up in their room. I would say that's beneath the minimum standard of care, well, wouldn't Ian, you? Ian, let me tell you, if the Care Quality Commission, they're the regulator, if the Care Quality Commission were so concerned that they, they felt it was... Trevor, it, they illegally lock people up in their room and, they, and they, no, no, they, no. it's got little good practice for people with dementia. Is that, is that the minimum level of care? Ian, 
the bit about deprivation of liberty. Okay, yeah. we've been we've been really proactive, and we've been going in there. And where we where we understand that people may have had their liberty deprived, we <laughs> we assess them. Okay, how has it been allowed the, to happen at have, all? You're not letting me answer you. How has it been? My mum's in a we, care home, right? If I found out that that she'd been locked in her room against her will, I'd come and sue you. I'd yeah. sue the care home. I'd sue the. Co- well, I would sue done. everybody. How is done, that yeah? even allowed to happen? It's not. We have we have a statutory duty to where we've got a referral that somebody has been. We're out there and we have to assess whether if they've had their liberty deprived, whether that's lawful. Because under the legislation, you can once if we've assessed that it's lawful because the person doesn't have the capacity, the mental capacity to choose themselves whether or not they're not allowed to leave the home or whatever it might be, whatever deprivation it is, we have the authority to agree that the deprivation of liberty is lawful. So whenever, whenever, listen, please let me finish. Whenever we've had a referral about that, we've been in there and we've assessed on each and every How many people have had their liberty deprived unlawfully? I don't have that number here. Has anybody had their liberty deprived unlawfully? CQC did discover some and went... How has that been allowed to happen? Well, it shouldn't have happened. But but it has, and yet you're still prepared to pay them a shed load of money. Here's the question, Trevor. Okay. Would you put your mum in there? Right now? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. OK, and yet you're prepared to allow people that you are other people's mums to go and stay in there. But there are relatives who say they, they want their, parent, their, their loved And you're prepared to, to put there? money in the bank account of that company, yet you wouldn't put your mum in there? I think that's Ian, outrageous. Not, Ian, I wouldn't because I don't think it's good enough. And we and we we are working with the provider to try and make it better. And where people and where we don't think people's needs can be met there right now, we're we're helping the relatives to move them. Is it safe? If it's it's not clearly the clearly the report says it's not safe. We are in that we we assess each and every case though, and where we think somebody is not having their needs met there in a safe way, as I say, we've moved people, and we're continuing to do that. We're in there every day virtually. Trevor, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Okay, yeah, thank, thank you. you very much indeed. Trevor Boyd, Strategic Director of Communities, Health and Adult Social Care at Bucks County Council. Your thoughts, please. 08459 455 555. Frank Hersell is from the Registered Nursing Home Association. Frank, stay there. I've got some business to do, then we'll come straight to you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 after a breakdown earlier. And the M1 is busy southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. Also, it's looking busy in Aylesbury on the A41 Friaridge Road between the Oxford Road roundabouts and the Walton Street roundabouts. And in Tame on Aylesbury Road, that's looking very busy too between Kingsley Road and the Tame Road. On the trains, there's no major delays showing up there on the departure boards at the moment. But if you're using the London Underground, the Bakerley Line has minor delays. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. 8.17, it's Friday the 5th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Council officials say they're working to improve standards at a Buckinghamshire care home branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford are stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning, exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of Spaniard Kike Sanchez-Flores as their new head coach today. BBC Three Counties Radio. (laughs) 
If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Did the drugs in his mouth kill him? No, it, they didn't. Okay. You know, Did they play a part in his a death? Toxic... He had four glasses of champagne, two bottles of wine, four cocktails. What's two French? I have a feeling that was a cocktail as well. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And Renata Blower, you have just allowed the first ever nurse to be funded for Great Ormond Street who will deal specifically with children who have undiagnosed conditions. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Well, the police and crime commissioner for Bev Jolly Martins joins me in the studio. Were you wrong to go ahead with this referendum? But what was the alternative? As I've said, I was not, that was not a situation that I was prepared to just sit there and do nothing about. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What you missed. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Well, it's interesting, wasn't it? The council official said he wasn't going to put his mum in there. Because that kind of that says it all, really, doesn't it? Oh, you, would you put your mum in there? No. OK. <laughs> put someone else's mum in there? Yes. OK, fine. OK, fine. 08459 455 555. Frank Ocell is from the Registered Nursing Home Association. Morning, Frank. Good morning, Ian. Um, from your perspective, uh, the care homes are like this, and I, we've got to say that it's not. there are some excellent care homes uh, out there. Is the, is the problem, Frank, that this is owned by a massive company that is a business, is a business, and so the care kind of gets a little bit forgotten, perhaps? I think there's two sides to that. I mean, the, the, the one side that... Uh, I'm surprised that is because of its uh, its size and, and, and all those things, it usually has the resources available to actually do something about something like this in a much quicker way than it appears to have done. Um, the, 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 the issue about whether it's driven by, by, by um, uh, shareholders per, and all those sort of things is, is, is in the main, uh, is, is limited to part of the market, the large a large amount of the market is by single-owned homes. Um, Who, who's, whose fault is it when, on the occasions when it does go wrong, whose fault is it? Is it um, bad staff? Is it bad management? Where, where, where does the, the blame lie? I think, yeah, it, it, and I suppose this is the issue between uh, the, the larger uh, companies and, and the single-owned homes. It's quite clear from the report that the, the blame is, is quite firm in hands at the feet of the, uh, of the manager and the management team in, in, uh, in this issue. And that's why I'm surprised that Four Seasons haven't done a, a, a made a better fist of this, because they do have other, uh, other alternative stuff to move across and, and, and firefight, if you like, and that doesn't seem to have happened so far. Uh, and that, that's, I find that surprising because they, they have, a, 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 as well as, as shareholders to keep happy, they've got a reputation that they're, they're, they're keen on, and their their reputation is is a, it's a good home, it's a good it's a good company, and so they will be, I think, disappointed with this one. But you know, it's how far you can take disappointed. It's, I think they should have done more earlier, mm. and that, that, that's that's quite clear. Um, I was interested to listen to to your, your conversation with the, the guy from the county because. Clearly, the, the, the one alternative that they never, ever have considered is actually stopping the money flow. Um, and, uh, and it was quite interesting to, uh, to see that, uh, almost feel that his, his, his brain was going, well, well, why don't we do that? And uh, I think it's quite an interesting uh, point that you've made to him. It'd be interesting to see what they do about that. It is, it, you know, you're the council, and, and um, I'm sure seven grand is an underestimate. I was being generous to them. But um, uh, a week, uh, you, you're paying that much money. We look to you, the council, we look to the council to kind of protect our vulnerable people and they're not doing it they're just still shoving money in the back pocket of that company that's failed miserably 
Absolutely, that's how it seems. I mean, just 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 on value, though. I mean, if you t- if you turn that six to seven hundred pound a week, who's talking about? Turn it around in terms of it costs for, for, for day. Mm. I mean, that's that's less than hundred pound for twenty four hour nursing care. Oh yeah. What prices? What prices are, is one of the uh, Lenny Henry uh, advertised hotels in Bedfordshire? Uh, but we, now you and I know it's nursing care, but for in cases yeah. of people with dementia, it wouldn't be classed as nursing care, would it? It'll be no, classed as no. social care, yeah. which I is mean, a significant it, difference. It's interesting we're having this conversation the day after what well, I thought was a particularly good programme on, on Channel 4 last night on, on Dementiaville. I don't know if you saw it. No, I missed but it. Go on, what happened? Well, it actually shows that dementia care could be provided. It was, it was just the opposite from what we were, what we were reading about in, in this report. What, what did it say? Go on, what, 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 what does it, did it recommend? Well, it didn't recommend it. was a programme about... It was a, a one-hour programme, and basically it was filmed inside a British Legion uh, care home, which focuses on dementia, and it's a, yeah. it's a new approach to dementia. And, and dementia needs... Dementia care needs a lot, of, uh, a lot of staff involved, and one of the problems with this report is a shortage of staff. But, but it was a way in which... Um, it, it, at the moment, in, in, in words of one syllable, we try to keep people in today... And, and people with dementia are actually living in yesterday. And so what this, what this home seeks to do is try and take some things back to, to yesterday. Some of the silliest of things that had never even struck me at all in, in 30 years here is, is one of their, their night staff wear pyjamas. Um, and, and the reason they wear pyjamas is because if somebody wakes up, Somebody with dementia wakes up in the middle of the night and they see stuff in day clothes. I think it's time to get up and they'll start getting dressed. Isn't that funny, yeah. A, yeah. Now, it ends up, but what a simple idea it is, yeah. you know, and it's, uh, and it's that sort of, with that sort of program, if, 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 if people haven't watched a well, well recommend looking at it, it's a, it's a first of the three-part series. It's every Thursday for the next three I weeks. I shall have a little look at that. That sounds fascinating. Uh, there was a report, wasn't that presented to the government yesterday, I think, uh, to outline how spending on care should be funded. What, what did it say, do you know? Well, it was, it was ADAS, uh, the Association of Directors of Social Services. Basically, it, its message was, um, because of cuts, we, we've had to hold down the price that we're paying for care. It's got to the point now where it's no longer safe and it's no longer a quality care. That's basically what they're saying, and, and you've identified that in this home. Uh, listen, I just, I just want to say, I always feel I need to say, Frank, that, that you know, this isn't one of those shows that's attacking the entire care system. My mum's in a care home, and for the most mm-hmm. part, apart from the dodgepot that stole 90 quid from her room, uh, for the <laughs> most part, the care is brilliant, and it's people that don't get paid very much money, and they go, they do stuff that, you know, we don't want to think about, and they go above and beyond the call. And it's, it's the minority of carers, it's the minority of dodgy managers, and the minority of care homes that, that you know, aren't brilliant. You're absolutely right. I'm, I say so often, it's, it's, it's a vocation more than anything. Social care, is, is, it's never well-funded at any level. And, uh, and certainly in care homes, it's, it's, it's really not the case and it isn't. But it's just that we rely so heavily upon the, the, the vocation, the, the goodwill, the, yep. the, 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 just everything about it that you get in people. And it's, it's people that make, uh, make care. Frank, thank you very much indeed. Frank Cassell from the Registered Nursing Home Association. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you know know what you reminded me of at the end there, Kath? It's people. Let's talk. No, I said that. I said that as he was saying it. He said, you've stolen my quote. Craig's on the line. Morning, Craig. Morning, mate. How are you? I'm all right, fella. What you got for us? Uh, Ian, I, I think I just want to comment on that um, council, your interview with that council. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, let me get his name. That was Trevor Boyd from uh, Bucks County Council, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, look, if, if they stop their funding, everyone is saying stop the funding, stop giving them money, which um, if you do that, immediately the care will stop. 
Okay, and so so the council will then have to find homes for all those people because if they stop the funding, the care will stop. There's no doubt about it. No, no. But they, but they, Why would the care stop? Well, because if they're not being if they're not being paid to do that job, yeah. then those 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 people that are in that home will have to leave. Why? There's no doubt about it. Why? Well, because because the, the company is no company will will run on a system where they're not being paid. Well, hang on a minute. Then the, the, as a customer, as a customer, I wouldn't pay a company that wasn't providing the service they promised. A, a care no. home that's dangerous. Uh, do you yeah. not see the, the contradiction there? Uh, yeah, look, I do, and it's been look. But what but what he was saying is that look, we're we're, we're improving this. We're in there daily. I did, yeah, better. but I didn't understand what the being in there daily was actually doing. They've been doing been there daily for months, no, and it's not improved. Oh, it's not improved. He did, he... And also, Craig, this isn't. If this was just like you know, Mr. and Mrs. Joe Bloggs running a care home, then I could kind of yeah. understand it. It's not. This company have got something like four hundred care homes. It's 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 a multi-million pound company. If you pull out seven grand a week, if you stop paying them seven grand a week they would have the finances to cover that loss and they would buck up their, their ideas sharpish They would. I don't think it would ever come to them um, withdrawing the, the um, care because what would happen is if they did stop the funding, you're right, if they did stop the funding they could afford to, to, to sort of get things sorted out but this has been addressed and they, will, they would not continue to cover um, care in a home where they're not being paid well then, the council, then the council would remove their contract and they'd lose that care home. But where do the where do the people go? But what's happening? Look, they're they're trying to sort it out. They're trying to give them can a you chance to say, look. Can you explain to me, Craig? Because I didn't understand it from Trevor. Can you explain to me how they're trying to sort it out? Because I didn't get no, that from, from the council. Well, exactly. I, I can't, mate. I can't. But you can't just stop it. Look, I work I work in pest control. I deal with a lot of places <laughs> that are really bad. Okay. So they are really bad. So when I go in, I, does it mean that I would eat there? No. Would I let other people eat there? Yes. Uh, mate, no, no, no. Um, yellow card. There's not. There's no, you, you, no, no, yellow card. You can't compare a Chinese restaurant that's got mice with a care home that's locking people up illegally uh, and uh, allowing dementia people to be unsafe. It's completely different. But, but, but they are working on it, aren't they? They are trying to get it sorted. And this will but be are they? I don't, Craig, tell me what they're doing. Well, they're in there daily, you know. But what? Did, okay, well, I've got yeah, I've got I've got an email here from Ken that sums this up. What on earth does the phrase work closely with? What does it mean? Yeah. What does it I, mean? I, it doesn't mean I, anything. Ian, Ian, I agree with you on that, and maybe then it needs to go a step higher. But you can't withdraw the funds. Okay, Craig. Listen, thank you very much indeed. I think you can. I think you can. It's a multi-million pound. Excuse me, company uh, that has got, was it something like 430 care homes across the country? Who knows what's happening in all the other care homes that they're running? I'm sure that they're all, they're all great and fantastic, but we don't know. And yet the council shouldn't be paying seven grand a week. And that's an underestimate, guys. That was me being generous to the council. Seven grand a week to a company that isn't providing the service. Surely they're in breach of contract. Yeah, you Legally. can't. They're not providing the service. OK, let's go back to your Chinese restaurant analogy. I'm going to keep paying the Chinese restaurant at 30 quid a week to deliver me food. They're not delivering the food, but I'm going to keep paying it. I'll keep paying the money because they might deliver me the food one day doesn't work. Pete Bullockshill on the text makes another point. He says, why is Bucks Council using tax money to give training to staff at a private care home? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We've got loads of texts, loads of calls on this. 08459 455 555. We'll come back after this. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking very busy on the M1 southbound from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And it's also busy anti-clockwise on the M25 between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Not helped by a broken down car there earlier. In Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road there are queues around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Aylesbury on Friar Ridge Road that's looking very busy between the Oxford Road roundabouts and the Walton Street roundabouts. No reports of any major delays on the train departure boards. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Council officials say they're working to improve standards at a Buckinghamshire care home branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. The report says Coombe Lodge in Wendover failed to meet legal requirements in five areas. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford have been stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning. It's exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And the misconduct hearing of five Thames Valley police officers accused of altering their statements will continue this morning. The hearing's been told that details were deliberately removed from the report into the death of Habibullah, who died during his arrest in Wickham in 2008. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of a new head coach today, ahead of the new Premier League season. Former Atletico Madrid and Valencia coach Kike Sanchez-Flores is thought to have signed a two-year deal at Vicarage Road. He will be Watford's fifth manager stroke head coach in less than a year. It means the departure of Slavisa Jokanovic, despite leading the club to promotion after a breakdown in talks over wage demands. Andy Murray will attempt to end a two-year losing streak against Novak Djokovic when the pair meet in today's French Open semi-finals. He's obviously played great tennis. I mean, he did uh, similar stuff and I think it was 2011 um, where he started the year incredibly well. You know, his win against Rafa here in, in straight sets obviously very impressive. Um, but yeah, my, my job is to, you know, forget about what's happened in, in the past and really, you know, focus on that match and, and try to come up with the best game plan possible to, to win against them. In the other semi-final, Joe Wilfred Songa faces Stan Wawrinka. Practice starts this afternoon, our time, for Sunday's Canadian Grand Prix. Harvard's Lewis Hamilton leads the championship by 10 points from Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg. And Hamilton says he won't dwell on his third place in Monaco when a team error cost him victory. Teams collectively regroup after situations like that and um, we all feel the pain because we all want to win you know so um, we, we just literally just come back together try to figure out what we can do better and naturally everyone uh, analyzes and over analyzes everything and then you know then you move on and that's what's important is that it's, it's what we do this weekend rather than what happened in the last race and in racing it's the oaks today at epsom the race due off at 4 30 bbc three counties news and sports the next full bulletin is at nine Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes. JVS, I believe, is off having his training on how to do a radio show. So uh, David Prefer, a man who knows how to do a radio show, is sitting in for him. Yes, training. We enjoyed that, didn't we, this week? Slight delay on the line uh, when we start with the new equipment, though. Yeah, it was great fun being told how to do stuff 
I enjoyed it. The new place is dead swish, though, isn't oh it? My oh, it's swish. Don't mess it up. Don't anybody touch anything. Don't we had to spill anything. We had to wear those blue plastic things on our shoes and gloves and hats so that that's we right. didn't contaminate any Hazmat of it. Hazmat suits. Is that what Hazmat suits. That's, yes. what, that's what we had. That's what, we got. what have you got today? Right, I'm in for JBS after nine. I need your calls, please. Should Facebook take down a video of a crying baby being dumped in a bucket of water? Have Ooh, you seen this? No, I've not seen that. No. Uh, no a leading no. child protection charity. It's the NSPCC. They've demanded. Facebook and other social networks be held to account following this uh, disturbing video, which shows a terrified, sobbing baby being repeatedly dunked into a bucket of water. Gosh. Facebook say it doesn't breach its rules. It's being described as baby yoga, this video. Oh, it is baby offensive to anyone's eyes. Should they take it down? This is a, a phone-in on censorship and what we allow online. After nine this morning, I'll take your calls, please, on 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Frog in my throat. Hang on one second. I was clearing my throat and then my throat just would not stop clearing. That phone keeps going. Hang on a second. Let's, uh... It's been one month since the last sighting of missing Hartford man Brian Byrne. You probably remember this. We've been uh, speaking to Brian's daughter uh, uh, a couple of times uh, about this. And it was Lydia, wasn't it? Was it Lydia? Yes, it was, wasn't it? Um, who, um, well, you know, obviously was incredibly upset. And we kind of did decided not to get her on today because I don't, I don't get any pleasure from talking to a daughter of a missing man. Let's keep our fingers crossed this story has a happy ending. The 58-year-old who's described as white, around six foot five inches tall, he's a big fella. Uh, he's uh, balding with grey hair was last seen at his home address on the evening of Thursday, May the 7th. Well, as part of the continued search for him, police are conducting inquiries around the area in which he was seen on CCTV near Lee Valley Park. Inspector Chris Hunt is from Hearts Police and he's coordinating the search. Morning, Chris. Yeah, good morning. Um, so where, where are you going to be and what exactly is going on today? Yeah, we started quite early this morning at the uh, Nazing New Road by the old uh, Boxbourne Lido this morning. I've got in excess of 20 officers, and we're doing a, a road check this morning. We have CCTV footage that we've discovered in our investigation showing that Brian, dis when he disappeared on the 8th, was last seen walking towards the Box uh, Boxbourne Lido um, and towards the road centre. Uh, so what we're doing here, we've got all the officers stopping vehicles and commuters that regularly use this route to see if anybody has a witness to see Brian crossing the road today. And Because so, and, uh, um, I'm always intrigued um, with these kind of investigations. Does that... D d obviously, this works. You, you, obviously, in the past, you have got clues or evidence that has helped you by stopping people uh, that kind of around about the same time. Yeah, absolutely. We've got people at the railway station as well, and already today we've had four people come forward uh, with some information that we weren't uh, aware of already. Aye, so great. these these things are vital to us, and any little snippet of information could lead to, to us redirecting our search elsewhere. But we're using every means available, and we have done so far in this long uh, investigation into Brian's disappearance. Uh, is there anything that, that my listeners should know, Chris, uh, or, 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 you know, could how can they help? Again, it's just monitoring the, uh, the, everything we put out on our Facebook, Twitter site, any information, if they, they use this route regularly. It, like you've already described, Brian is a big man, a six foot five tall, um, so people would remember him walking around. He was uh, carrying a black bag at the time. 
um, we, we've scoured the area here, so we're looking wider afield, and I'm using all my investigators behind the scenes now to look wider across the southeast of the country to see if he has actually moved around on the public transport system, which is where your listeners will come in. Uh, and the family, you know, obviously incredibly upset. There was a little bit of a Barney. It's it, it, it's kind of suspected with his ex-wife before he went. And I, I guess the message is to, to Chris, if he, uh, sorry, to, to Brian, if he's listening, is, um, you know, none of that matters. You, they just want you to come home. Yeah, at the end of the day, Brian is a family man uh, and he's been proven and um, we just want to make sure we're safe and well. And if he doesn't want to talk to his family, if he mm. can talk to any police officer and he needs any assistance, we're here to help him in any way, shape or form. Uh, if anybody does have any information, uh, Chris, w- w- where do they call it? I'm guessing it's, is it 101? Yeah, 101 immediately, get hold of us and uh, we'll act on any information. But yeah, any any information about Brian, six foot five tall, with, uh, as you've described, please give us a call. Fingers crossed. Let's, let's hope we get a, a happy end to this story, Chris. Good work. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Inspector Chris Hunt from Hearts Police. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, let's us, uh, we've been talking about care homes. Why are we talking about care homes, Catherine? Because there's one in Buckinghamshire that's been rated unsafe and inadequate, and yet the council's still paying for people to be in there. And they've um, held people against, uh, illegally against their will. Yeah, they didn't know the law, apparently. They it's didn't a massive know the care law. home chain. There were some that were held um, appropriately, because you, there are rules about that with dementia people. There were some that were held against their will. Spoke to a bloke from the council. Would you put your mum in there? No. Okay. Okay, well, that says it all, doesn't it? Robert's in Bedford. Not everybody's lucky enough to be able to make that decision, by the way. Sometimes it gets foisted upon you. Robert's in Bedford. Morning, Robert. Morning. What would you like to say? Well, uh, I've worked in a care home here, uh, and I also worked in a care home in the States where my mother is, uh, and she has Alzheimer's since she's about 52. So she's had it a long time. She's about 80 now. Um, I have to say here that I find the care in any of the homes, even if it is adequate, I find it below par. What do you do in the States that we don't do here, Robert? Well, the staffing is higher, and you're actually paid a better rate than you are paid here, and I feel sorry for anybody that works. I heard you say it, that the people that work here, they go above and beyond the call of duty for the money that they're paid. But also, we have to remember that those people that are in those homes, they, some of them, fought during the war. They fought for us. And they're being given the barest minimum of care for the amount of money that's being put into a home. The home that I was in, the smallest room, was 750 pounds a week. Mm. And then I got told that the food budget that they had was six pounds a day per person. Mm. We only had six people on staff, plus the nurse for 36 patients. Here's the thing, uh, you know, and it's an interesting point you make about people who, who have served for us, um, mm-hmm. and I think I think you're right, but also I just think that, you know, we judge a society on how, on how they look after the most vulnerable, whether that be uh, young people, elderly people, or, or people who, you know, may need the mental and physical help. And, um, you know, I say my mum's in the care home, we looked at some, we looked at some great ones, we looked at some rubbish ones, and it's, right. it's, it really is... Um, Oh, it is sad, and you're right. I, I, I just, I, I think cost shouldn't really be an issue here. No, 
I mean, the person you were talking to, the guy from Bucks, the the counselor, or whatever. Yeah. They're they're half the problem, and and I'm sorry to say, I am British by birth, but and it doesn't sound like it. I know. So I'm trying to. Wait, your accent is all over the place. Robert. I know. I'm sorry. No. I, well, I lived in Canada, the States, Italy, Finland. I'm, I've moved. It's everything. Yes. Good yeah. for you. I'm, I'm a mutt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what I want to say is that it's liberal idiots like that who don't want to put their foot forward and take the chopping block. They just want to sit there and go, as you were saying, I wouldn't pay for a service. Yeah. If you're giving a sub subpar service. Until you give me that service... Uh, I'm not going to pay you, up. You ain't getting no money. Robert, listen, I, I'm going to move on, but thank you very much indeed. Um, I, I, I will just say it's perhaps a little bit harsh to call the gentleman from the council an idiot, but, but, as he's not here to defend himself, but um, you do kind of... Um, uh, I've dealt with Bucks County Council as well. My mum's in a car, I'm in Bucks. You do want somebody from the council to have, um, well, um, balls to go in and say, right, this isn't good enough. Not, OK, guys, so um, what, what, what can we do to help? Well, also, they've been given chances guys, in the past. Guys, so what, what, what can we do to help? And they go in and go, right, this isn't good enough. What you, what's going on? But also, look at who you're dealing with. You're not dealing with, as you said earlier on, you're not dealing with a one-man band. These people have got loads of care homes. They're making a lot of money. Yeah. There should be a mechanism yeah. in place. And to say, oh, we didn't know about the law, not good enough. All you've got to do is, you know, anyone thinks, oh, it's boring, who cares? Imagine it's your mum or imagine it's you. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all you've got to imagine, you know. Or your your, your kid, you know. There's, there's a young... I don't think he's there anymore, actually. There was, a, there was like, a lad in um, my mum's care home who was, like, 22, whose his parents couldn't cope, so... Sure. It you've could happen to You've given them your most precious gift. Why on earth would you allow them to mess about with it? Could you click that, please? <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. Tony's on the canal. Ah, morning, Ian. Morning, Tony. You want to talk about the nonsense that is homeopathy? Yes, that's right. I thought you dismissed it rather... Uh, uh, rather excellently, I thought. Rather well, rather spectacularly dismissed the guff that is the homeopathy. <laughs> yes, sir. Some would say, some would say, yes. did you know, well, you, you, I think you did because you alluded to it, yeah. that um, homeopathy works with animals. No, I know that some people believe it works with animals. Well, would it surprise you that it has been subjected that to, to a, a proper peer-reviewed study? And it does appear that it does work with animals. Right. I can't actually remember which is the peer review at the moment, off the top of my head. Well, there you go, you see. I, well, I, I've seen a, a peer review study, Tony, that suggests it doesn't, it doesn't. work with animals. I can't right. remember which study it was, <laughs> but... <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, what about this, then? Go on. Um, it appears yeah, that go. the uh, success rate of placebos is only slightly less than uh, the normally prescribed drugs. So... Let's all take the placebo. The... What? Let's all take yeah. the placebo and save That's a right. fortune. Half, <laughs> half the National Health Drugs Bill at uh, a uh, stroke. Just like that. Tony, you're a good sport, and I appreciate you coming on and sparring. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Matt's on the line. Morning, Matt. Hello. Oh, blimey, it's this, Matt. No, listen. Listen, wait, can I just say something? This is important. When we move to Dunstable, Matt, we're changing our telephone number. Good. Okay, I think I can flag that up. I don't think that's a trade secret. We're changing our telephone number. Good. Right? We're not going to tell you where we've gone or what our new telephone number is. I'm not worried about you or the programme. I'm worried about what you're on about this morning, about the care home. OK, can I just say, can I just say something? Yeah. It, it could happen to any of us. You've given them your most precious 
gift. Why on earth would you allow them to mess about with it? Can I play with your precious gift, Matt? Go on. Your mum's in a care home, right? Yeah. Private? Um, well, she's paying for it, but there are council residents in there, yeah. Thank you. But it's, on, it's owned by a There's company, only yes. There's one thing to do with care homes, and I've seen it in my home. Yeah, go Margaret was. I still go to the home now and see the people now. Is people have got to speak up. The likes of you and me, yep. we've been there, bought the T-shirt, seen it, but we don't do anything about it. We must talk up. Because, Ian, if they put all the care homes back to the council and they pay the council the money they're paying now, they would really have, we'd have proper care homes with proper wages, proper conditions, yeah. right through. Yeah. There's too many fat cats making a fortune. Oh, completely. How can, how can running a care home be seen as a profit-making exercise? You see that programme last night? That I didn't see brilliant. it, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and dig out on the, oh, on, uh, the iPlayer. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. They had individual care. And it, it costs nothing. It costs nothing for me to talk to you or you to talk to me. Just because a person can't negotiate with you or argue with you mm. or you just leave them by the wayside, yeah? Mm. It's wrong, Ian. It's wrong. And I'm sick and, t and I'm going to start fighting again. Now. Here's the thing, Mike, I'm going to run for uh, Parliament. Oh. I want to be an MP and I want to do something about it. Oh, blimey. You, you, you want to get involved in a sex scandal, Matt. That's no, not what you I want to do. I want to get do. involved with care homes. Oh, Matt, uh, Matt, I've got to do some business. Can you stay there for a second? Because I'd like to okay. carry on this conversation. Yeah. About sex scandals. Shit, no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Stay there. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 has delays southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne, and it's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. The A1 is looking slow southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Mill Hill Circus uh, through the Apex Corner as well. And on the North Orbital Road in Brickett Wood, that's looking busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the trains, the 904 service from Bedford to Nottingham is delayed by 10 minutes. And if you're using the London Underground, the Bakerloo line has minor delays. It's Matt the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Mm, right, it's 8.46. It's Friday, the, uh, the 5th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Council's officials say they are working to improve standards at a Buckinghamshire care home branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. Police searching for a missing man from Hartford are stopping motorists near Broxbourne this morning, exactly one month since Brian Byrne disappeared. And Watford are expected to confirm the appointment of Spaniard Kike Sanchez-Flores as their new head coach today. Uh, let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. Well, we've got more thunderstorms, the risk of some more heavy downpours on the way, um, but it should be a drier and a brighter afternoon. Until then, we've got that Met Office weather warning out for that heavy rain. Uh, we'll see quite a lot of surface water, um, particularly from the thunderstorms, which we may yet still see some of. Um, but generally turning drier and brighter as we head into the afternoon, and then um, and then we're looking at top temperatures of around 23 or 24 degrees Celsius. There's lots of mild, muggy, humid air. 
there with us at the moment. That's part of the problem with the thunderstorms this morning. But some sunny spells a bit later on through the afternoon and eventually we'll probably get some cloud through the evening too. That is a cold front coming through and it will give us um, a much cooler feel to things tonight. Lows of around 8 or 9 degrees Celsius. Over the weekend it's looking dry. There'll be lots of sunshine around. Quite breezy on Saturday. Once more a cooler, fresher feel to things this weekend. Highs of 20 or 21 degrees Celsius Sunday. A lovely day with lighter winds than on Saturday. And again lots of sunshine. Staying dry with sunny spells into next week too. That's the forecast. So, uh, Matthew. Yes. How's your back? Fine. Yeah. Any chafing? No. no. <laughs> uh, Ian, let's I'll... concentrate on what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, what we're talking about is your dirty weekend no, in Paris. No, I didn't have a dirty weekend. I had a great time in Paris, but we had a bad ending because... She dumped you. Somebody, somebody jumped off of the train in Kent. Oh, flippin' Oh, blimey. And, and That's all a downer. the trains were cancelled on the Monday. Ay, ay, ay. So we had to stay another €150. Ay. We had to stay in a hotel till Tuesday. Did you, um... <laughs> Did you? What? What? You know. Yeah, and I'm not going to talk to you about it. I want to talk about what we're on. No, about. no, no, no. I know, I know what you want to talk about. But, um, you know... Did you? Ian, we, we've got a great relationship. So. Was this going through your head as you were checking into your hotel? Was this your, the theme for your I weekend? I don't know how they allow you on the, t- on the radio. Was this was this music that was playing through your head, Matt? As you uh... no, we were in Paris, not in England. Okay, all right, that's 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 I can understand. All right, yeah, I I, I appreciate I appreciate that that um. Uh, if you were in Paris and that music was uh, probably I haven't got Serge, otherwise I play that for you. But did you? What? Oh, Matt, come on. No, forget it, Ian. I don't want to talk to you anymore if you don't want to talk about it. I want to get on to... Uh, no, I think that's what happened, Matt. You did get on. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Um, 81333, start your text 3CR as well. Now... Um, a school football team from Bedfordshire is having ballet lessons in a bid to improve their balance, poise and athleticism. Russell Raiders Year 2 in Amptill are having their first lesson along with the coaches this Saturday lunchtime. Uh, well, Kezia Jolly, who has run ballet schools for uh, Marlebone in many, uh, for many years, will be taking the class. Morning, Kezia. Good morning. Whose idea was it to do this class? Um, it was a joint effort, really, between myself and the coaches. Uh, my son is in the football team and they were looking for sponsors. So I said for Carney Ballet, which is my ballet school, would be happy to support them. But I wasn't sure if they were keen on having a ballet school being their sponsors. Um, but the coaches and Russell Lower School have been brilliantly supportive and enthusiastic and kind of between us. We thought it would be a great idea to offer the team a ballet class to focus on strength and flexibility and show them how it could hopefully benefit them with their football training. Ballet's not still seen... You know, when I was growing up, it was, it was seen as a bit sissy and a bit fey. It's not still seen as that anymore, is it? 
I think there is a stigma attached to boys doing ballet, but we're hoping that this session tomorrow can kind of dispel that and open minds to more parents and more children that ballet is available for boys and is equally beneficial to boys and girls. Because ballet is... I've never done it, I've seen it done. It's hard work. You've got to be... I mean, you see those those, uh, male ballet dancers, you've got to be well fit to do that. Yes, you do. I think it's... um, A lot of people think ballet is easy and it is a commitment, a dedication, um, a lot of hard work. And yes, you do have to be pretty fit and especially the male dancers. Suppose, I mean, kids are kids, aren't they? And I suppose that there is a chance that some of them might get a little bit teased. Uh, how, How should they cope with that? Uh, I think that having the support from parents and teachers is a great way of getting around that. Um, I'm obviously always very positive. I never really make any differentiate between boys and girls doing ballet. Um, And my own son does ballet as well as football. Um, He's been brought up with it, so he, he just doesn't even think about it as being anything different. Kezia, what's the ballet school and how can we find out more about it, please? It's Bacani Ballet, Amptill and Silso, and I have a website, which is www.bacaniballet.co.uk. All right, listen, I wish you the best of luck and let, uh, let us know how it goes with the football team. Thanks very much. Thank nice. you very much indeed. I'm only moving on because I've got so much to squeeze in. We'll have Dealey before nine as well. Um, talking about the care homes. Craig, morning, Craig. Morning, mate, again. Did, and we spoke to you earlier, didn't we? Yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah, I said I said earlier that um, uh, that I think you, they should be given a chance to sort things out. They can't withdraw the, the thing. Yeah, I've I've had time to think about it after listening to you guys, and I, I think no, they shouldn't be given time. Oh. there is no there is no excuse. What what? Hang on. Well, hey, bless you for phoning back and and uh, That's right, mate. You know, it, it it takes a big person to um, you know say um, do you know what I've been thinking about it. I might have got it wrong. What caused yeah. you to change your mind, Craig? Um, I, I think listening to it, I think that, that several callers have sort of said, you know, um, this can't go on. They can't go in. And you, you actually said, um, you know, it's about time someone actually had a pair of balls and, and, and sorted it out. Yeah. And, and, and instead of sort of going and saying, oh, OK, well, let's look at this, let's look at this. No, you're right. It, it can't. It's not acceptable. You kind of imagine Alan Sugar wouldn't go in there and go, OK, guys, how are we going to... You go, right, let's sort this out. You're not doing your job. You're fired. You? You know, yeah, Craig, yeah. listen, I've got to move on. I really appreciate you calling back. Thank you very much. Let's, let's uh, hope we talk again next week. Alan's on the line. Good morning, Alan. Morning, Ian. You're right, fella. You? Yeah, I'm good, thank you very much. I'm, I'm all, I, my life has been made all the better because I'm sat here and Paul Scoynes, the political reporter, has walked into the next studio and he's brightened my day with his lovely, miserable face. Good, I'm glad to hear no, it. No, he's chirping. He's got a big smile on his face. Something's happening. Wagwan, Scoynes, Wagwan. Hello. <laughs> he's in a box. <laughs> uh, what have you got for us, Alan? Well, listen, um, I've got no beef. In fact, it's all gravy. Oh. Um, oh. I am, in fact, a first-time caller and a last-time listener. Um, I'm just calling purely to say um, this is my last day at work uh, today because I'm moving out of the area um, and I'm moving from uh, Essex and Hertfordshire and going up to live with my beloved in Lancashire and uh, this today is my last day of listening to you. So you've been paying me for the last two and a half years. No, no, uh, no, Alan, no, it won't last. You can't. Oh, no, this is it. We need as many listeners as we can get. We can't start losing them. It's signed, sealed, delivered, mate. I'm I'm going. Mate, are you sure that this is the... Person is the one. Are you sure, Alan? 
Well, it's been nearly ten years, and uh, you know we've we've got a baby on the way, well, and leave me for another woman buying and, and selling houses and so on. So it's it's all happening, mate. There's nothing I can do. I'm in too deep for you. I'm in too deep. Oh dear, cheeky. Uh, I, well, I listen. I wish you the very best of luck. You can listen to us online, Alan. Yes, of course. Congratulations, I'll have to get radio, mate. I wish you the very best of luck, and um, I, I'm sure your your the future life will be a success. Well, I'm sure it will. Don't, I hope so. Don't forget so. to download the podcast. Of course. Ta-ta. Hey, oh, don't, Alan. <laughs> Yes. Say goodbye to Justin. Justin, take care, mate. TTFN. Boss, you know what? I love that line. No beef, all gravy. That is so (laughs) going to be used down the pub this weekend. Thank you. Listen, one last thing. Can I plug my website? What? Hang on. (laughs) Hang on a minute. What? What? What is your? What is your website? Voice123.www.voice123.com forward slash Alan Irving one. But what do you do? Voiceovers. Oh, for goodness. No, go away. No, you're stealing work from me. Go away. No, no, ignore that. Delete, 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 delete. Oh, dearie me. We can't afford to lose listeners, Justin. I've seen the figures. Um, Speaking of uh, uh, figures, you've got a sweet one. Here's a segue. And people can uh, imagine your delightful figure tomorrow between... I'm I'm lost in this, but I'm going to see it to its conclusion. (laughs) Between 12 and 2, can't they, when you're on the radio? Yeah, tomorrow, a historic day for me. I've been at uh, 3CR since, what, 1996? And uh, tomorrow, before we move to our lovely new studios in Dunstable, tomorrow is my last live programme in Loosen, the doors are open. Aye. Coming tomorrow between 12 and 2, bring in your favourite CDs, your favourite records, and we will play them. What, what, what on earth could possibly go <laughs> wrong, Justin? Lots. What could go wrong? Now, mm. very quickly, homeopathy, you took it to the streets? Yeah, alternative medicines. Hardly anybody I spoke to has used these type of medicines. They don't believe in them, so they're with you on this one. This lady did. She had a, a bad shoulder, and uh, here's what she had to say. I'm taking painkillers all the time, so don't believe in taking too many painkillers. Okay, here's the big thing for me. Here's the big thing. Was it all in your mind? Because th- there is a psychology behind this. If you think that you're doing something which is going to make a difference in your mind, it could just work. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. But um, no, I, I believe that I was in, I was in pain. Mm. I was in pain and uh, yeah. So anybody who's listening to this who says, you know what, you're talking absolute garbage. What would you say to those people? Try it. You don't know until you try. Did you think at the time you were mad for doing what you were doing? Yeah. <laughs> were, were, you, were you given things to take home and, you know, boil up in pans and things like this? I did, and it was disgusting. But, it, you know, you try it. You'll try anything to get rid of pain. Besides keep taking painkillers all the time, which is yeah. what you do when it happens when you go to the doctors. Two or three minutes in the doctors, right sharp is good. Take these, take these. Yeah. And, and that's it. And nine times out of ten, they don't always work. Thank you, Dilly. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's really busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And on the M25, that's busy still anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. In Watford on Beechton Grove, that's looking very slow around Escort Road. And on the A414, that's very busy around the North Alter Road at the Park Street roundabout. Also having a look at the speed sensors in Dunstable, and it's looking very busy on Stocking Bre- Stockingstone Road between Hitchin Road and the New Bedford Road. That reports many problems on the trains at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Right, that's it, guys. That's your lot. Don't forget Justin Daly. Well, they... 
I don't know. I mean, he's opening the doors to Three Counties Radio tomorrow mm-hmm. between 12 and 2. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, don't forget, go and download the podcast. Thank you. Uh, oh, hang on. Who, who works on this show? Kelly, Catherine, Justin. Yeah, that'll do. Back on Monday at 6. From us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Ian and team. Have a lovely weekend. It's the JBS show. I'm David Priever standing in for Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Coming up later, we'll be talking about blood donation. There's been a 40% drop in new donors compared to a decade ago. Do you bother giving blood? Plus, is it ever okay to tell off someone else's child? That's later after 10. But first this morning, I'm taking your calls on the big phone-in. Should Facebook take down the video of a crying baby being dunked in a bucket of water. It's caused a huge deal of controversy, and now the NSPCC say they're appalled by this. They're demanding that Facebook take the video down, but the request has been declined. Whether you've seen this or not, it doesn't matter. This is about what you should be allowed to see when you go online. Should Facebook take down the video of a crying baby being dunked in a bucket of water? It's baby yoga, apparently. Get involved this morning on 08459 455 555. Taking your calls right now. Or you can text us on 81333. Start your messages 3CR. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. But first, with your news at two minutes past nine, here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Buckinghamshire Council officials working to improve inadequate care home, police step up search for missing Hertfordshire man and Watford set to confirm new head coach. BBC Three Counties Radio. Council officials say they're working to improve standards at a Buckinghamshire care home branded inadequate by a Care Quality Commission investigation. The report says Coombe Lodge in Wendover failed to meet legal requirements in five areas. Trevor Boyd is the Strategic Director of Communities Health and Adult Social Care at Bucks County Council. We are working with the provider to try and make it better and where people and where we don't think people's needs can be met there right now we're, we're helping the relatives to move them. Is it safe? Clearly the report says it's not safe. We are in the, we, we assess each and every case though and where we think somebody is not having their needs met there in a safe way, as I say, we've moved people and we're continuing to do that. We're in there every day virtually. Police searching for a missing man